So I actually rented a car from Enterprise, drove to the Enterprise in Pikeville. They met me, took me to their dealership, signed the paperwork. And nice. So what was it home. specific about that? Um, I wanted a Rubicon is what okay. I wanted, and I wasn't willing to pay. That's a what you sh- have, right? Yeah, I have a Rubicon. I wasn't willing to pay a shitload of money like sure. some of the other places. And so I shopped around, and for me, it made sense to rent a vehicle, do the whole thing and stuff. Gotcha. Now, I did, again, I've bought, I think, the last three to four vehicles out of state. I request a ton of pictures. And sure. especially like now, it's not a big deal to yeah. do that. Like people do that, especially like, you know, there's Carvana that will deliver them to you and stuff, but they do it at a premium. Um, so did you just find that Ohio is weird about that? So you find, or, or is it just like doing your due diligence to, to make sure that. Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> no, it's, I have a speech impediment. Do you really? No. I think I'm just particular. Sounded like you do. I do. Yeah. I'm very particular. Sure. So I know what I want and I won't settle. Gotcha. So, is it more around the car in general or the just price? Just with the ladies. <laughs> the ladies. No, both. both. I mean, so I could find things that I liked up here, but I felt like they were three or 4,000 higher. Gotcha. So <laughs> I've... Um, what are you trying to find? So I don't know that I'm ultimately going to get it at the price that I want it to at the least, but I want the, the, the Ram Bighorn Night Edition. I think he's convinced um, himself that he can get something for cheaper than, than he really can. True, mm. um, and 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 it's your brother-in-law's fault. No, no. I mean, it's it's, it's that you based, think that. I mean, no. It's based on a lot of things. Like I, I know people. So he saw a meme on no, Facebook. No. <laughs> Not only my, I I know quite a, a few people that have have gotten good leases. So a lot of it depends on the time of the year, incentives. Um, Now's a good time because people are hurting. But but also to the other side of that, when the when the manufacturers close down, the inventory is like non existent right now. Like I will Mm -hmm. go to both both Chevy, GM and and Ram dealerships, and there's like five of the the the, uh fifteen hundred level. There's like five trucks in the lot. Like it's just And it's not what you want. Yes. And and I am going to exhaust my resources in, in trying to find this night edition. If if I don't, then I will go down a level. Like I will I will look for something. But um, I know what those are. Those are nice. I like them. Yeah. The one that has the twelve inch screen inside of it. So looks like a Tesla screen. So you can get that option. Mm-hmm. But those are more specifically on the limited. So the night edition is just all blacked out. Um, I'll show you a picture. I think it's the Laramie. Yeah, I'm the, kind of well, a car Lar- guru. Yeah, the Laramie. You're right. It's the Laramie. The limited had them too. And actually, to be to be fair, I found a night edition, built to serve edition mm-hmm. that had the 1500 in it, or had the uh, the 12 inch screen. screen. So this is the night edition. Mm-hmm. Um, I shopped for those. Believe yeah. it or not, not too long ago. Um, they make it in white. They make it in gray. I mean, it's just the blacked out. The grill looks weird in the white. Yeah, that's why I don't so, like it. Um, you know, like I found them with like a V6 and I'm like, uh, do I Get really the want this in a V6? Yeah. Um, d- one just popped up and it was a quad cab and I'm like, I'm going to have a baby. I'm not, you know, I, w- I want the crew cab Get here. Crew. Um, so found another one like yesterday. I, I literally sent, I've, I found this one on the uh, online. I sent the, you know, basically like, is this truck still available? Um, they're like, yep. I'm like, hey, can you run me the numbers on this? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, we go through everything. Um, and he's like, I think I can get you 
close to where you want to. And I'm like, okay. So I go down there and he's taking me to another truck and I'm like, Hey, I, I wanted the, the night edition. He goes, ah, oh, you know, it completely slipped my mind. You know, we sold that truck last Tuesday. That was and I'm like bullshit to get you into the lot. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? They do that to get you on the lot and yeah, to get they, you in. They do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, this isn't, this isn't even close. They did that to AJ. Remember AJ? They told no, him like $300 a, a month and then he got there and it was like 450 Yeah. Or something stupid yeah, like that. Just, so, um, and I won't do a credit app in, until yeah, like I know exactly, mm-hmm. hey, are we close? Um, Absolutely. But I've been to like, I've been and talked to probably eight to 10 dealerships at this point. So, and I'm, you know, I'm starting to lean towards um, even looking at Chevys. I just, I personally like Chrysler Fiat vehicles better. I think the interior on them is a lot better. Just even at the base levels, I feel like um, they ride smoother. They're quieter. Ram has stepped up their game in the last year or two, yeah. big time. They're, it, you know, like, and I, I drove the V6 of the night edition. Like it's, beautiful um i even drove the uh the rebel the guy's like hey you want to take the like i was like you know i already drove the vehicle like i know you don't have the one i want on lot but like let's just go over pricing now um and he's like well i still want you to try out the the five seven like go take the rebel and that's a fucking badass truck like that is mm-hmm. he's like well you know w- would you want it i'm like i mean you can run pricing on me but and then it came back and i'm like not leasing this thing for 650 a month sorry bud right no. Yeah. So the nice thing for me is I want to do a Tesla. And so you can do all that online. You don't have to type run. three. Yeah. The, the, the three series. But do you have any negotiation in price? Nope. Mm-mm. They are it what just they is, are. It is what yeah, it is. You just tell them what you want and then you order it. Yeah. There's no haggling. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. And I will say, so for both my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's vehicles, both times, you know, he's walked into the dealership just like, Hey, like, what is this? And, you know, he's like, nah, like, I, I wouldn't get this vehicle unless it's at this. And then, you know, at the end of the month, they call him and they're like, hey, you know, I can get you this vehicle at this. And, and he'll be like, oh, how about this? And they'll be like, yeah. And it's like literally like $85 a month less than what they originally The best thing you can do when you're buying a car is have patience. Yeah. Absolutely. Is you walk in, you introduce yourself, you show them that you're really interested in a car and then... Yeah, look almost offended when they offer you the price, and yeah. then say, eh, "I got to have it at this." If you guys can get it to this, give me a call. Uh, that's that's what I've done with every single person. I've just been like, "Hey, it's it's off from where I want it to be." Yep. I mean, you, you have to, you have to, you have to be upfront with them, and you have to tell them what price, and you can't be willing to. Yeah. A lot of times, they think when they get you in the door that they've already won you. Yeah. Which for a lot of people I think is is true mm-hmm. because you don't want to go through the process. A lot of people are so busy nowadays that they don't want to go through the process. And I think it's it's just another way to get you in the door. And then, well, once we get you, we're going to make it seem like we're giving you a great deal. Yeah. And if you run the numbers, I'll, I'll have up a, a loan app usually when I'm in there and I run the numbers they're giving me. And I ask them the percentage and everything. I'm like, what do you guys give me percentage, all this and that? And then I'll put it in the loan app and every time, like I'll run it in and it'll say a higher number. So like it'll, it'll meaning that they're charging me more for the car than they're telling you they oh, are. Oh, for sure. For so sure. I'll put it in there. I'm like, yeah, that's not what you guys are. You know, I need this. And yeah, I'm like oh, I know sure. you have room to go down. Yeah. And there's some things that like the banks will set. Um, so when, when you're looking like, I, I want to lease specifically. 
Um, obviously, you're looking at what incentives they're offering, um, MSRP, uh, what the residual value is going to be at the end of the, the lease term, and then the money factor, which ultimately is the um, your your interest rate on it. Yeah. And so some of those things they have no control over. Um, the bank sets the price. Um, some they do. So like residual value on some of those, you know, you might be able to, 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 to get something better. Um, MSRP, uh, I'm sure they can come down on or, or their own price, you know, they have a, they have a window. Yeah. They know what they can work within but to, right to now, help you get there. They can't affect, yeah. like you said, they can't affect what the bank's going to give you based sure. on your credit rating and stuff like that, but they can, they have some wiggle room to move the price of the car down and, and yeah. different things. And, and depending so. on the, the, depending on the time, like, if they're trying to move vehicles, like they'll take a loss on the vehicle, like to, to move numbers because they'll still get, they'll well, get at the end bonuses. Of the year, I think they have to pay taxes on anything they keep in inventory. Sure. So a lot, right. a lot of times at the, at the end of the year, I think that's why you see them, you know, having these nice deals like around Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and on top of that, like, um, the manufacturers will give dealerships certain bonuses and whatnot based off of how many they sell, how many they sell. Yeah. So, at the point is like they might take a loss on a vehicle, but they know they're going to make that up in their bonuses or whatever, right. whatever it is. Um, but right now they just they're there's such low inventory. This one that I specifically want goes daily, so they're probably like, eh, sorry, like yeah, it's a high demand yeah. car, so they're not going to go out of their way to, to exactly. meet your need. Right. Exactly, sure. Welcome to a special double episode of The Bourbon Hunters. Today, Tyler, Dude, and Brett Bryan sit down and take a flight down the Old Forester Whiskey Road, starting with the 1870 and finishing with the 1920. This was a really fun episode to record, so grab a pour of your favorite Old Forester, sit back, kick up your feet, and enjoy. doing an old forester whiskey row bourbon flight by the way we got four to go here yeah like yeah come on now uh the first one's always hard to, to gauge and yours is the most filled i believe in all of them i'm not going anywhere i gotta after this i've got to coach a yeah. crossfit class so I can, I can come down. I live like that. a mile away. Well, I, right. I want to be able to taste them all i don't want to be drunk you know by the fourth bottle i'm just like nah tastes like bourbon well, you need to change your priorities then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is here, buddy. It tastes like bourbon. If it doesn't taste like bourbon, then then you've had too much to drink. So we're doing the Old Forester Whiskey Row series. And, and the way I understand it, Whiskey Row series from Old Forester is the ones with the dates on them. And they created that to kind of tell a bourbon or a history of Old Forester through their bourbon. So there's 1870, 1897, 1910, and 1920. And each one has a little bit something different about it. Um, so the first one we have in our glass right now is the Old Forester 1870. This is called, or nicknamed, the original batch. 
and uh, it's basically uh, kind of a an homage to uh, George Garvin Brown, who created Old Forester in Louisville, Kentucky, and um, Louisville. 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 So uh, basically, they made a tribute to him. It called the Old Forester 1870 original batch. Um, supposedly, and I don't know if they, you know, really do it exactly like this, but this was the first expression in the Old Forester uh, Whiskey Row series, and supposedly it's, you know, that original batch that they started with their, uh, you know, batching process, basically. Um, so let's go ahead and take a nose from this, and you guys tell me what you think. Ooh, super sweet on the nose. I agree, it's sweet. Cherry, cherry? I get fruit. Yeah. You guys are good. So according to the website, it says you should be getting citrus, fruits, orange, grapefruit, blood orange, and um, sweet floral, uh, honeysuckle type. For uh, sure. I don't get much floral. I do get the sweet. Um, See, the, the floral is the only thing I think I get. I don't get the fruit. What's the, what's the, the, the proof on this one? 90? This one's 90. Oh. That's the one thing I really like about the the bottles, the way they've done these, and we'll talk about that, I guess, for a second, but I like the the labels. They look kind of like old-timey, um, but then yeah. I like the colored proof things at the top, so when you're seeing them yes. on your shelf, you know which one's which exactly. right away, but even I though everything like else is similar. the shape of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. No, like it's, it's a, just, just kind of a classic. It's like antique looking. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like it's a... good word, oh, antique I antique-y. like it. A hearty feeling bottle, like, you know... Easy to grab. Yeah, and it's got a place right here at the bottom. It just feels like it's a thick bottle, like glass bottle, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the age on this? Um, So, it says that uh, they don't really mention the age profile. Interesting. um, But it does say that they emulate... To emulate the process today, they select barrels from three different warehouses each barrel originating from a different day of production with a different entry proof and a different age profile. Um, obviously, they bring it down to 90 proof, um, but it says the three expressions of Old Forester are then batched together and minimally filtered to craft Old Forester's 1870 original batch. So it's not really, you know, I can't imagine that they were in 1870 that meticulous about creating their bourbon. No, you probably went blind when you drank some of <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but they, I would imagine they... I don't know if blending was such a big thing back then. It might have been. I know that uh, they would do things to, you know, the, uh, I can't remember the names of the, the groups of people that they were, that would take bourbon and add stuff to it to make it last a little bit longer or, or make their cut a little bit bigger. But I'm getting more floral the longer this sits. I don't know why. I don't know if you mentioned floral. I did. Oh, you yeah, did. That's I don't what know if it's I because get. you mentioned it. But. Maybe. Yeah. I'll say that I don't think the nose has any carryover to the, uh, the taste. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that, just as you were saying that. Yeah, I took a drink right when you said that. Um, I, I have some floral on the front, I think, of the taste. Um, I need to... Sh- I, this is... The first drink after a long day is always just a shock. Yeah, I mean, like, I know you know who, don't know who he is, but Fred Minnick says... Um, <laughs> It's an inside Randy's going to love uh, Fred Minnick says that he starts off his blinds or any of his tastings with almost like a... Um, a throwaway? Yeah, just like he'll use like an Evan Williams or something like that just to kind of cali- palate, calibrate yeah. his palate. Yeah. yeah. And get it used to that visceral reaction. And that's kind of what... Uh, calibrate your palate. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I, just, I just made that up. <laughs> no. Um, uh, we know. When we went to Angel's Envy, though, remember they, yeah. they talked about how, you know, that first drink, just get it in your mouth, get that visceral reaction, you know, 
into your mouth so that you get past it and you can start to actually analyze the bourbon a little bit better. But for me, it's usually the second or third drink that usually gets me uh, to that spot. (laughs) Definitely getting a lot more floral as I'd have more of it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I like... It's um, a floral finish. Yeah, it's a short one, though. And I think, you know, that with the floral probably has a a tie in there. I'll definitely say this is 90 proof. I've been drinking a lot of barrel proof or cask strength type stuff lately. But doesn't doesn't this almost have like a higher al- alcohol taste to it than 90? Well, I've, I'm getting some cinnamon and I think that might be where that's coming from. Like the spiciness almost like a, a high uh, alcohol content type of, of taste. And I, for whatever reason, whenever I taste cinnamon, I feel like that is almost similar to like that high bourbon, you know, their high alcohol content. But I do like this. I, I think um, this says taste-wise you should be getting baking spices. So like clove, cinnamon, yeah. nutmeg. That um, makes sense. I get the clove. Yeah, I get that. And then it says baking spices flow into a citrus fruit mix and shortbread sweetness. So I do get some sweetness in it for sure. Um, the cinnamon to me is what jumps out. I don't get any nutmeg or anything like that, but I... I get the cinnamon and I get the sweetness. So I maybe the shortbread is what that is. I, I don't I don't specifically taste shortbread for any or anything like that, but that's kind of a kind of an odd one to try to shortbread. Shortbread, yeah. yeah, I agree. But I do like it. I think and and I I've said this before, but I like pretty much every bourbon I've had from Old Forester. I, even the single barrel that we got together from the I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that more than Statesman. Statesman is probably my least favorite of all the of yeah. all the old foresters, but I still like it. Sure, I mean it's to me. We just need to get our hands on that uh, the presidential birthday. one. President, oh my god, I don't even know how you get a hold of that. Yeah, like is that something you can even buy? From I've them? never even seen. You just have like, to be there on the right day, right? Maybe. Isn't that what they said. Maybe yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've yet to try the single barrel old forester as well. Well, so there's you know obviously just like any single barrel, it can have a different expression right. based on who picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Old Forester just released their own uh, single barrel in their retail store, and well, they were selling also, out like in hours. There's you know? also, it's it's in stores now in Columbus. I've seen it. Is it their version, or is it other people's? I thought it might have been an Ohio one. Huh. Yeah, and that's the one thing OHLQ has been doing lately, is they've been doing a good job of getting some barrel picks out there. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so they did it with, like, uh, what was it, Old Scout? They did it with Makers. Um, I haven't seen the Makers one come out, though. Yeah, you did. We've had it. The single barrel? The Makers Mark single barrel? Yeah, the Private Select. Oh, well, yeah, but... That's but that's how they do their oh, stuff. They okay. don't do single barrel of their regular stuff. I don't think. Gotcha. Um, well, is it private select or is is that a single barrel or is it? Yeah, it's a single barrel that you put your staves into, gotcha. and that's that's how they get the private select. And gotcha. so they did those five barrels or whatever. Mm. We got four of them. We didn't yeah. get the milkshake one. Um, they do have now though the new forty six cask strength. That's what I was talking about. That's not a barrel pick. That's just something that they're releasing yeah. right now that used to only be able to be had at the distillery and now they're actually releasing it in limited quantities is it in columbus yet i haven't seen it yet i looked for it on ohlq today, today? didn't see it yeah you didn't see it Mm-mm-mm. now i did see the barrel is still showing the cemetery and and britain parkway giant eagle so i don't know if maybe that's it but i don't think so i would think it, they might just use that for special releases sure, makers sure. mark barrel but that's what they use uh, for the are you sure it's not under that it actually be. no they had it under something else they hadn't 
I want to say it was 46 barrel. Did you check that? I never saw anything 46 anything except for 46. Mm, I saw uh, cast strength. I saw when I do OHLQ, I don't see anything. Yeah. So, Maker's Mark cast strength. Yeah, but they, whoa, 46 cast strength. That's what I'm saying. Click on it. See if it shows. That wasn't there this morning when I when I. Dude, I'm telling you. It maybe, I maybe saw it was. this last week. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's not showing anywhere in the state. Yeah, that's the problem. So, so 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 so. Um, so, what do you guys think? What What's your takeaway from the 1870, the original batch? The more that I have sampled it, I have more and more floral notes for yeah. me. Um, Is almost, that a good or bad thing? You know, it's not a, a favorite of mine. It almost reminds me of like a hibiscus beer. Have you ever had any of those? No, I'm okay. not a beer guy. Um, it's not my favorite so far. The I agree. I know I've had a couple of the others. Yeah. Um, this is my first time having that, and it's it's not bad, but it's not my favorite. I wouldn't go out of my way to seek that one and find it, other than to complete my complete my. What's collection. the price on this? I think they're all like fifty in that range. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so for me, floral a lot of times reminds me of a young bourbon. Okay. So like one that hasn't fully taken on some of the oak and the from the barrel. And you That's couldn't find an age case, listed, correct? No, not for this. And I, I think it's because they do a, a mix, uh, you know, of, uh, of different variety, barrels yeah. and different batches. So they probably just don't want to commit to an age profile if they can get the right price. It's like my or the right, life, uh, I can't commit to an age. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, so far, you guys like it, but you don't think it's outstanding, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So we can move on to the 1897. So uh, if you want to continue talking about your car travails. Um, I mean, they haven't been too bad, to be honest. It's, it's just going to different dealerships. Like You should look out of state. Um, Consider I, looking out of state. I have... Uh, Florida, specifically. No taxes. No, for... No, for, you still got to pay yeah, taxes you when you register pay, it. Yeah. I tried yeah, that one. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Who registers their cars? Jerks. Um, anyway... So Suckers. I've contacted two. I'm waiting to hear from two dealers in Michigan now. Um, Where about corrosion? Is that a new thing? Because my my grandfather well, used to buy his oh, cars right. okay. in Florida all the time. It's not a new thing. Um, and he did that because he didn't have to pay the taxes on it. No, you but he also lives taxes. in West Virginia, so I don't know if maybe Usually that was different go, there. Like every dealership that I've ever that I've dealt with so far, they ask me for my zip because the taxes are specific to your zip code. Correct. Well, he had a he had a residence down there, so maybe. Sure. Maybe well, also, that was the, now maybe if you live in Florida and you register in Florida, maybe that's, that's what he did. And also, maybe. and also corrosion, like the the vehicles down there don't they don't get the undercoat. Any, so, yeah, they don't get the they don't get the undercoat. Gotta get the coat undercoat, man. Dude, stop fucking me here, man. Yours is just, just the same as mine. Yeah, they're fine. It's fine. It's fine. You have the farthest drive. You should be okay with that. <laughs> so. Next, we've got up the 1897. We're just going in not release order, but chronological order, um, because 1910 was their last release or most recent release. Um, so we're going to go in uh, chronological order of the labels on the, on the bottle. So this is the 1897. This is the bottled and bond. And it says, uh, Old Forester 1897 bottled and bond is crafted to honor a watershed moment in bourbon history, the U.S. Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. Hence the 1897 on the bottle name. 
this expression follows the bottled and bond standards that whiskey must be aged in a federal federally bonded warehouse for at least four years. The product of one distillation season, one distiller, and one distillery and bottled at 100 proof. So the uh, concept behind these regulations, you know, um, you know, was something Old Forester introduced in 1870 as America's first Does it have to be 100 proof or bourbon. at least 100 proof? It has to be exactly 100 proof. Gotcha. So anything bottled in bond is 100 proof. Yeah. No more, no less. No more, no less. And it has to have been aged in a federally uh, monitored warehouse for at least four years. So if you... Just those t- two stipulations or what? what well, everything there? else about bourbon, but yes. yes. The other thing is, is that you have to... It has to come from... Uh, one season. One season, one distiller, and and uh, one distillery. So it can't be blended. It can't be. It can't be. Um, I think one batch is supposed, but it's at least one. It says product of one distillation season, one distiller, and and from one distillery. But I thought it was also the same batch. But maybe it doesn't have to be the same batch. Maybe it's just the same season. So this was introduced um, the Bottled and Bond Act so that they could basically provide. Um, quality control for their bourbon. So, like, you know, these have to be labeled. They have to have a seal on them. Um, And then they also, to be bottled in bond, they have to sit in a warehouse. And bottled in bond means that that was a way that they were moving forward with keeping the bourbons from being tampered with. So they were bottled and sealed versus in a barrel where they could, you know, open the barrel, remove some ads. Yeah. Add tobacco spit and different shit that they used to put into it. Um, so when you saw your bottle was sealed and and it was, you know, bottled and bond, that was kind of just a a protection, consumer protection type of thing. Um, one of the things I've talked about on the show before, which I think is really, really cool is that, uh, bourbon, uh, what is it called? Uh, bourbon shit. Uh, the the legal book that I talked about the other time with um, um, when we were on with Kevin and Tyler I don't know but yeah uh, or Kevin and Jesse I mean um, bourbon business or no, no it's a legal thing bourbon justice bourbon, yeah, bourbon justice. justice so that book talks about a lot of the different legalities and what how bourbon helped usher in some of the legalities of consumer protection and different things like that in in the United States um, and that was one of them that the bottled and bond was kind of that first foray into consumer protection and, and different things like that. There's a good ser- or not series, but documentary on Netflix called neat that goes through a lot of that as well. It. Yeah, yeah we, it was very good. That. It's such a good watch for anyone that's like wanting to learn about bourbon and like the history of bourbon and all of that. It was great. Um, the one gentleman from Buffalo trace that's giving a tour, he's so animated and he, you know, he describes everything so well. And I think he's a third generation employee there Brett? as well. Um, is his name Fred? Fred Johnson. Fred. Yeah. That might That's, have been. He's the guy who they named the, their root beer after. Yeah. Oh, Freddy's. very cool. Yeah, Freddie root beer. Freddy's have you ever had whatever. Buffalo Trace's root beer? I have not. Oh, I'm so not a root good. beer drinker. <sighs> so, um, so that with bourbon cream. So, have you ever been to the Buffalo Trace tour? I have not. It's on. God, it's on the, the bucket he's list. He, you're gonna. Soon, you, you need to get your your shift covered. Yeah. So we'll go there. We'll do the tour. Like I are love they the tour right now with the old. Yeah, they are, and they've got it. They're they revamped their tasting room upstairs. Okay. Um, expanded it and made it uh, more COVID friendly, if you will. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they're still if they're doing tours yet, but I think they are. I think tours? they're tours. What Chewers? do you say? Tours. 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 Yeah, tours. That's how you say it. The tournament. It, it goes back to like, is it Louis, like the capital of Kentucky, right? Louisville, Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. It's not. It's not Louisville. For it's sure. Frankfurt. That's the capital. Well, <laughs> don't don't be a dick. 
Don't be a dick. That was not cool. I live there. I can do it. All right. So let's uh, let's <laughs> nose this asshole. Not nose, nose this, this asshole. Where, where did you comma. live? And why did you live in Kentucky? So asshole. I went to college in Kentucky. Is where I went. Um, I went what? to Moorhead, Kentucky. Okay. So Moore I lived in Moorhead Head. State. Moorhead State. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then um, I, I swear they miss out on a marketing opportunity like the Gamecocks, where they just sell the sh- the, the hats that say Cox. They used to. They used to, when I went to school there. They had hats that just said Moorhead. Yeah. And I would go on spring break, and people would be like, "Dude, where'd you get that?" And I would be like, "The bookstore." Library. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the bookstore. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but that that could have been a branding, you know, gold right there. Yeah. Just yeah. Moorhead. And it's M O R E, where there's another yeah, college right, right. in Minnesota. It's I think. M O O R. Correct. Yeah. That one is. Yeah, yeah. But I lived in Nicholasville as well, which would be like. Mm the burb of Lexington. Yeah. And um, one of my clinicals was actually in Frankfort, Kentucky. So I spent some time at that hospital working. You fucking were in Frankfort, Kentucky and didn't do shit with Buffalo Trace or anything? So you got to remember, I was a poor college student and this was, this is how my introduction to bourbon came, um, was, you know, being in college and stuff. And back then, Maker's Mark was a big deal and that's what a lot of us drank was Maker's. And then, you know, again, this was my introduction to bourbon. I was, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, Ezra Brooks was one that we drank a lot because it was it was cheaper, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. the more so I have shelf. a distillers collection. Ezra Brooks coming. It's uh, it's being held for me by Mo. If Mo oh, ever makes his way into Columbus again, I might have to drive out there and and get my bourbon. Of that, I think you have like five bottles of mine. Yeah, they're sitting right over there, jackass. All of them <laughs> in that box on the left. Yeah, like including the Elijah Craig. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Because he keeps coming, changed he keeps so coming much. over to my house, bringing bourbon and then leaving, leaving it. it. Well, he, here's what I, th- I if think. If he would just you know, come with one, leave with one, then he, I wouldn't have to travel around with right. five bottles. I've, I've, I've made the mistake in my life to not in the car, but to have an open canister. You put it in your and trunk. it affects your... Yeah, it's an open container considered yeah. at that point. Yeah, so, but if you keep you it know, in your trunk, I, they're generally yeah. going to keep be okay yeah. with it. So, like, I, I don't like to drive with open bottles. And right. I'm like, I'm like I do. Take I them. do. I usually put it in my cup holder. Especially after I had a bourbon or two, I'm like, yeah, I'll just leave this here. Right. That's smart. Should I do a video confessional for you that says you've only had four samples of bourbon for your drive home? No. <laughs> what are you pointing to? <laughs> no. Bourbon confessional. <laughs> a bourbon confessional. Oh, shit. So what do you guys get on the nose from this? I get floral again. I don't know about you guys. Um, I, I kind of skip the nose. Sweet I don't. and floral again. I get, I get caramel. Yeah. Or it caramel. Was, it was, um, however you pronounce say it. Say it right. I get caramel. Carmella. It definitely had more of a, a, a cinnamony um, taste. I'm getting this like hibiscus sweeter. floral again. I think something's wrong with you. You might have the COVIDs again. I don't know. My nose is off. <laughs> the, all of a sudden, he's just like, Wah. but the flavor is anything. Deli- like it's oh. a very clean flavor. Yeah. It's very good. So I'm gonna let you guys tell me what you think before I tell you what they say. But I'm I'm actually I'm I actually that. getting. That's great. Yeah, they're they're bottled in bond. The eighteen ninety seven is one smooth. of my favorites. Very yes. smooth. It's it's one of my favorites. It's not super expensive. It's in that fifty dollar range. But it's is it hard to find in the stores around here? It's not hard to find. It's in my opinion these two. The nineteen ten is the hardest to find. Yes, but these two I can generally find if you just go on OHLQ. It's somewhere. Okay. The, it's always somewhere in the 1920 city. Nineteen twenty is everywhere. Nineteen twenty is always in in the Kroger on uh, Roberts. It's always there. They always have like, it. Like I just went there today. They had it. The Giant Eagle. So nineteen twenty is the most plentiful. I feel like, but plentiful. these plentiful, but these are always available somewhere in the city. This one not always. 
1910 is not always available in the city, but but the 1897 and 1870 are always available somewhere. Mm-hmm. Bethel mm-hmm. Road, the uh, the whiskey or whatever the the wine shop or whatever it is, the liquor mm-hmm. store there on beside Chateau Micro Center. Wine and Spirits? No, that's yeah. on Sawmill. Oh, but they but they too. generally have one of these. Yeah. Um, the one on Bethel Road by Micro Center always seems oh, yeah, to have yeah. two of these. It's a good spot. And a lot of times they'll have all four. So you just have to look, but generally speaking, you can find any one of these in the city minus 1910. That's the one that is most scarce. So for me, and what I thought was really interesting is as I was tasting this, I looked over and I got, so I get the oak on this. So it says mature oak, but it also says rich vanilla and roasted coffee notes. I don't know that I get the coffee notes, but I, I definitely get the vanilla. Anytime there's vanilla in anything, I get vanilla, yeah. I'm a fan. I don't know why. Like when I go somewhere, I don't order vanilla ice cream or anything like that. But anytime bourbon has a vanilla flavor to it, I love it. Agreed. That's, I don't get coffee either, and I love coffee. Yeah. And maybe um, that's why I don't, because I drink so much coffee. Maybe coffee. Day. Well, how about a toffee? It doesn't say that, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you're not right. <laughs> no, so it says... Rich vanilla with roasted coffee notes, spiced dark fruit, and mature oak. Mouth filling, fr- sweet, and intense. Fruit. I get the dark fruit. Yeah, the dark fruit. And see, dark fruit for me could mean a, like a lot of different things. And sometimes when I can't describe it, I'll just say dark fruit. And it's funny because they say dark fruit here. So it's kind of funny to me. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So tell me about I this, this bourbon release, Old Forester, or what is okay, this? Okay, okay. So I want to hear about this. I just, I've only had it a couple times in my life, but I recently had it. At um, what are we talking about? Bur- the birthday bourbon. Oh, birthday bourbon. Yeah, I've so, never had it. I've never had it. That was probably the most, the probably the 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 best mouthfeel bourbon I've ever had. What do you? Are you guys fucking this, touching this cords? Like, f- if want- we can touch tips from this far away, then I'm getting a new career. I can yeah, tell you that. I'm going into <laughs> I'm going into porn tomorrow. Um. But anyway, so I had it at Keith's. He had a bottle of it. I think it was a 2015 version um, or year. And that was probably the best best mouthfeel bourbon I've ever had. Yeah. Um, it just, I, it's kind of tough to explain, but it was just incredibly unique, um, the viscosity of it's it. It's very good. Yeah, so far, I mean, I like this much better than the 1870. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We'll see if I can get past this. The the one thing that has the chance, and a lot of people love the the 1910 because it's actually a finished bourbon, so it's finished in a second oak barrel. To it's, a, it's a double oak, it? yeah. I'll explain why. Um, it's but they uh, they Don't talk. Don't keep us waiting. We're not to it yet. No. What did you guys? So so I love everyone this. likes the 1897 better than the 1870, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now the nose, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel initially because right. the nose almost reminded me of the other. But yeah. the taste is completely different. It's much cleaner. That's a good. That's a good uh, word description for it. Cleaner. Clean. Yeah, yeah, it's I very like clean. That. That's clean. Smooth, yeah. clean, quick and finish. I found that more like often dollar. lately. <laughs> is that uh, sometimes I get that same thing? Like the the nose can almost be misleading mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, the nose doesn't always know. The nose doesn't always tell the truth. So let's move on to the 1910. So this is the one that's a little tougher to find, at least here in Ohio, anyway. And I'll start with Tyler's Big Pour, and then I'll go to mine. So a friend of mine at work today, he reached out to me about an elusive bourbon 
And I don't know if you guys have even, I had never heard of it. Um, I don't know if you have, and if you have any leads on it. He said he's willing to pay pretty high price for it. So there's an E.H. Taylor tornado. Oh, God. If you can find it, if he's got a lead on it. He's, he's trying to find a lead on it. And he said, you if you can find it, it. I mean, it's tough. It's he, tornado survival or something like yeah. that. Well, he has all the pappies. Jesus. It, yeah. He, I mean, He's so the money's not going to spend a few, a few grand. Do you know the story behind that? Yes. He told me the story behind yeah. it. It's a cool story. It, it is. is a cool story. It's like a double oaked almost. Well, they thought it was going to be throwaway stuff and they, they tapped into it and it was amazing. Yes. After it had been sitting there in the, in the, you know, Sorry. open weather, basically. With the wind and the rain yeah. and all that stuff? I don't think the money's an issue to him. Now, within reason, right? So he's not going to pay like a million dollars, right, for a bottle of this. But within reason, because again, he has all the pappies. Mm-hmm. He's not against paying a high price. Well, but I mean, it's pappies more about, MSRP isn't expensive. Yeah. No, but it's he has when you bought on the secondary. <laughs> and he's got all of his on the secondary, yeah, right? He's got that's the 23. Where that's where it's expensive. Rip old van anal. Yeah. I can't talk. Rip old van Rip van anal. Is that what you said? Yes. Rip van anal. Rip van anal. Rip to van anal. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like my childhood. <laughs> if either of you get a lead on that. That's, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Epstein, anyway. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill me. Wait, no, what? Um, didn't kill himself. That's what it is. Anywho, go ahead. Yeah, no, just <laughs> if either of you, anyone out there has a lead on some, it would be great. Yeah. Well, shit, if anyone has a lead on it, well, I'm taking it for my fucking self. But I mean, self. are you going to pay five <laughs> yeah. grand? Would are you, you pay, pay five, five grand, grand for a bottle? For a bottle? No, but he shouldn't I, be paying five grand for that either. But if I think, he wants it, I think Van, he would. Van Winkle, you'll pay that much. For that, I would I would say no. It's more That's about just, for the, the collection The collection. For him. Does he open his bottles? Does he drink them? He does, but okay. he's not... But his pappy's not open, right? I'm, I'm he's go- saving his pappy For a special occasion. I, I, I see that, maybe, but... it. Like his, the regular I have a hard time find, um, trying to help people who I know aren't going to open their bourbon. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm part sure of the deal for the me would be... Unopened for quite a while. I want to taste. Yeah. Carrier's yeah. fee. Carrier's you know? fee. Right. Carrier's. I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, I entered the lottery, right, for the Weller 12. Yeah, By we, the way, is the, is the yeah. other one still going? The 12? There's, there's a new one that starts, I think, next week. The is 10th it, or 11th. I thought it started the 3rd. Did but you maybe, get an email about it? Yeah. I'm going to look. Well, send it to me because I didn't sign up for it if it did. But I've already said, if I win that, I'm bringing it in to share. Oh, right? I mean, that's what bourbon's all about. I we talk about that all like, the time. Great bourbon is to share. It's not to sit on the shelf and collect dust. Yeah. And it, because it's at least to drink, whether or not you want to share it, it's at least to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Any of us could die in whatever manner tomorrow. Right. You know what I, I mean? And I know I'm not trying to get all like no, although no, if sentimental I got, if I, and shit. If no, I got that's a what we do, man. That's what we do. If I got a Peppy 23, I, I might sell a secondary. I wouldn't. I'd never sell, well, I would never sell a bourbon that I ever poor, get so. anywhere. Now, you're it, rich in life. I have had like these little thoughts of, God, if I would have known Pappy's was going to blow up like this 10 years ago, I would have bought it. I would have bought like cases of it. I feel the same way about Tesla stock. If I would have known. <laughs> right. But that's I'd my point. Bought, like I would have bought, I would have bought cases of it, kept a, yeah. you know, enough for myself to drink and then sold it off like now. Because you could buy it for seventy bucks on the shelf ten years ago. Yeah, the the twelve you already started. The the well. Send 12. me the link to it, would you? Yeah. So let's I talk will. about the old Forester nineteen ten old yeah. fine whiskey. Then forward that one to me too, dude. When you're done. The so thing can, he's sending. Yeah, okay, so I can yeah, sign yeah. up for it as well. So it says on October twenty second, nineteen ten, a fire on the bottling line halted production of Old Forester mature whiskey, ready to be bottled. Instead, was stored in a secondary barrel. What emerged was a delightful whiskey, remarkable enough to become an entirely new expression. And it actually says to become an entirely new expressions. So bad, bad grammar on their website. That's Kentucky. Damn it. 
Now, so, um, it just says today, mimicking this historic bottling, this unique expression of Old Forester has undergone a second barreling, grant, granting it exceptional character, a smooth and sweet flavor, and a clean, crisp finish. Entering the second barrel at a low 100 proof allows more of the sweet wood sugars to dissolve into the whiskey. 1990 or 1910 old fine whiskey is the fourth and final expression of the whiskey row series. So we're doing these a little bit of a out of order as far as release goes. This is in order of chronological dates on the labels, but this was their fourth and final release of their whiskey row series. Um, was this the first double oak ever? Do you know? I mean, 1910 was a long time ago, but I, I don't, don't know who know was the that. first. That I don't know. I think they would claim that. I would think so too. Um, even if it, I would assume that they got the idea from someone else. It probably came from somewhere. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is a, now this I think is still a bourbon whiskey because it's finished in a second new oak barrel. So I think it's still bourbon. It still meets the criteria. Yeah. So I know a lot of people will argue that those finished bourbons are still bourbons, even though legally they're not. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, um, if it's a new barrel. If it's a new barrel, that's fine. But like when you finish it in a port wine, like Angel's Envy, it's no not longer a bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Now, they claim they're, they're, they're straight bourbon whiskey when it goes into the barrel, and straight bourbon whiskey once it goes into the, the finishing barrel. So they still kind of use that in their, in their marketing and on their bottle. It'll say straight bourbon whiskey finished in you know, port wine barrels, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, you can say it that way. You just technically, legally speaking, it's not bourbon anymore. Um, I think people will still call it bourbon, whatever, you know, just because who cares? Um, if you like it, you like it. And finished bourbons are becoming a thing right now. I mean, a lot of people are really getting behind those. Um, cognac and, or cognac or however you say it. Kanye West. Cognac West. Something like that. Um, so Tyler came out of his phone just for a Kanye reference. So I know you just came out of your phone for a Kanye reference. So, what do you guys get on the nose for this one? Lots of sweet, sweet caramel, sweet caramel. Oh yeah, very sweet. See, there's a unique. See, that's that's that Kentucky unique, Appalachian where I live. Yeah, there's something unique about there. So, so speaking of which, I got an Appalachian. I'm an Appalachian minority. Yeah. I got a a, a a scholarship at Ohio yeah. State for being an Appalachian minority. I'm Appalachian. I grew up Isn't in Ross funny? County, which is considered part of Appalachia. Where is that? Where's Ross County? Yeah. Um, it's. Two counties south of Columbus, sixty miles south near, of here, near near the Chillicothe's. No, I don't. It's know near the Chillicothe's. Chillicothe. That area is near Dayton. I meant not Centerville, Circleville. Circleville, yeah, even it's south of that. South. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. So I'm. We I'm call that from, Round Town. Actually, where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Round Town. Yeah, Circleville, Round Town. I'm from southeastern Ohio, so I actually the Appalachian Mountains were Appalachian. Were right in my backyard. By the way, can I can I pause? Like legitimately in my backyard. Yeah, same. I grew up in them. So when I was going down to Charlotte, uh, we went through West Virginia and down through Virginia. Um, but my my buddy was driving. He's super cheap, super cheap. He didn't want to pay tolls, so he's like, "Let's just take this little back road." Just take the Blue Ridge Parkway. No. Oh fuck! I thought this was going to be a good story. So we went down towards the Kentucky West Virginia border. Mm-hmm. That legitimately is the, and I've been in Flint. I've been in the worst of Detroit. That is the poorest area I've ever seen in my entire Listen, life. Listen, there are parts of West Virginia, man, that I feel like the people in the town have probably for two generations never left the town. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they don't even well, know and, and what exists outside of their town. That's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, 30 miles can be a high school. So, like, there, and there, there's no, 
there's no big cities to go to. It's not like, ah, oh, you know, like I'll, I'll move up to Columbus. I'll move to Cincinnati. Like, you know, like, oh, I want to go live in the city. I, I live an hour away. Let me go move to Columbus. There isn't that, you know, like even Huntington or, um, what's the other one? Charleston. Charleston. Like it's, I mean, they're bigger, but not they're still really different. They're still a little yeah, but different. You drive through these towns and you're just like, what is, where, where do you work? Weird fact about do? Charleston, the uh, capital of West Virginia, is the, I think, the only capital building with an actual gold dome in the United States. Mm-hmm. Real gold. Real gold. Yeah. Yeah, West Virginia kind of reminds me of this story from, I think it was World War One, where um, there was a group of basically uh, cut off from the world uh, Roman warriors basically and they were uh, world war one world war one and they were he had another stroke he's at a two-stroke limit i've been up since he's about five. he's about to finish i've been up since 4 15 he's about he's about to finish he's had two strokes so <laughs> anyway um so basically the story and micro does an episode of it on his uh that's the way i or the way i heard it podcast freaking phenomenal podcast seven to ten minutes long each episode oh, that's great. and and what he does is he basically tells a story you don't know who he's talking about till the last like minute or two and he tells you like for example he's telling a story about gene simmons and he's calling him eugene the entire time oh so you don't you're right. you, you have no idea who he's yeah. talking about and he's like little eugene little eugene blah 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 talking about how his mother went through a concentration camp in uh, germany Jesus and grandmother Christ. was executed in german concentration camp and and how she managed to stay alive and how she kept always pushing him, you know, um, what's next? You know, I did this, mom. Oh, that's awesome. What's next? You know, not, not letting him settle basically yeah. for what he completed or what he accomplished. And uh, then at the end, it's like, and, you know, became basically the reveal every episode is just kind of the, the payoff. Yeah, no, that- so it's, it's really cool. Very cool. And, uh, but anyway, one of the ones he was talking about was he was, you're thinking he's talking about the crusades in medieval times and he's talking about you know this this gang of uh crusaders basically fighting for the pope going to vanquish the infidels and then at the end he tells you that you know as they're charging with their lances and their horses and all that stuff the you know the uh the opponent or the infidels if you will were sitting there kind of like snickering because they're sitting there with machine guns and mortar shells and stuff like that. And uh, these people had been so cut off from, you know, oh, yeah. from the world, they had never really progressed technologically. Yeah. So they were still fighting with horses and lances and swords and stuff like that. And they got mowed down in like, you know, a few yeah. minutes. There's like an island like that somewhere, right? Where there's a bunch of yeah. like, they've never progressed or anything. And anytime you approach them, they shoot shoot they, arrows at you and they, stuff they like that. They throw fucking spears and stuff. Spears, but arrows, arrows too. Yeah. yeah, something. We have come to a nice point in the episode to take a quick break and mention our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Unicorn Nation Apparel, magical apparel for magical people. Check them out at www.unicornnationapparel.com. 
They make a lot of custom shirts for small groups, parties, teams, or whoever needs shirts. They can do screen printing and vinyl pressing for athletic wear or outerwear. Check them out today. But anyway, we're COVID free. I guarantee you. That was a quite a segue before, as we talked about the nose of this. So this one says on the nose, you should be getting inter- interlaced layers of butter cream. Butter for sure. I love butter. Butter cream. It says sticky toffee, cedar, and apricot. 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 Okay. And back to your Appalachian, Appalachian. Appalachian. I've I've been living in Columbus since I was 18. I've lost most of my yeah. southeastern dialect, my accent, if you will. I don't really speak. There's a few words that I don't use very often that, that will show my southeastern Ohio oh, yeah. you know, dialect. Huh? What are they? I don't know. Dude, but I have a great one. That there are some that come out every once in a while, and it catches me by surprise. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> For reference, I'm 38 years old, almost 39. Yeah. It was like five years ago I learned I was saying this word wrong. Only five <laughs> years ago. Okay? Antenna. Antenna. <laughs> this isn't a joke. Like antenna? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like an antenna on your car yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> your antenna. And they're like, what the f-? And, and So here's, here's a funny story. So my wife is from Newark. Nerd, nerd. So they have their own fucking weird ass drawl. Just dialect. Dialect, whatever you want to call it, accent, something. Dude, my favorite is so for, hold Pennsylvania. On. For the first couple years we're Dutch. dating, I have no fucking clue. She's, she had been telling me she worked for this place called Union Tolls. And I'm like, Tolls. I was like, Union Tolls, okay. So what I don't, I had no idea what that meant, but she worked at a, at a factory that was called Union Tolls. So, a couple years into our relationship, we're driving down through Heath and we're going down to 70 and we're passing by this place. And she goes, oh, there's Union Tools. That's where I used to work. And I look over and it says Union Tools. <laughs> and it all just fucking hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so all these conversations she had told me about before and the plastic beads and all this shit. And I'm like, what are beads at a toll booth? Yeah, that's why. So like in my head, it was like a weird like toll booth. Like they were making tolls out of plastic. I had no fucking idea what they meant. And then finally it all hit me. <laughs> like all at once, it was like this big revelation at the M- end like, of an M. Night Shyamalan oh, Ding Dong movie, you know, where you're like, you know, I was expecting like my whole world to come crashing down around me because I, I realized the word she was saying was tools all this time. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny because that's, that's a word for her that she still says instead of tools, she says tolls. And it's it's a slight difference, but it's a huge difference, you know. But I, I can't think to to be honest, Tyler. Like I'm from southeastern Ohio, so so the words like wash are wash. Yeah. Warsh, yeah, and my rag. dad doesn't say Detroit; he says Detroit. Like he yeah, puts the emphasis Detroit. on the wrong syllable all the oh, time yeah. in just different things. Instead of hotel and motel, it's ho. I, I can't even do it. I I can't even say it the way he says it. Well, and then he doesn't say he doesn't say far is one we say far 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 far. it's a far far truck so uh he doesn't say tv show he says his program yeah his his program wait till my program's over (laughs) just little things like that in in michigan we said detroit yeah detroit it's like duh well most people call it detroit detroit no most people don't call it detroit detroit i call it detroit call it detroit detroit i don't know i know 
most people call it Detroit. If you listen to radio broadcasters like doing football games, baseball games, whatever, they'll say Detroit. They don't say Detroit. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, um, That's so the way I heard it. <laughs> my family in the Eastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, you get a lot of yins. Oh, absolutely. Yuns is yuns, what we said. Yeah. What's Yuns doing? What's Yuns doing? Oh, yeah. Where are Yuns you going? Yuns that probably... So my dad still says Eastern. My mom still Eastern. says all of Eastern. these things. Yeah. Eastern. Puts Eastern. the R in the wrong place. Yeah. Eastern. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, Eastern? Eastern. <laughs> Man. Warsh. That's funny. Be proud of your heritage. Warsh. Yep. yep. Warsh. That's the big one. They got to wash these clothes. But like, they're, I, it's, it's, it's comical to hear them talk. I'm like, you guys are from another fucking planet. <laughs> Dude, my buddy back home has the best analogies. So he was talking about this girl that he liked and all this, and he was like, boy, she gets my heart thumping like a phone book in the dryer. <laughs> and I get this mental picture of a phone book like, like thumping in the, the dryer. Why the fuck do you put a phone book in the dryer? But could you imagine how like, loud it would thump? But what that means to me is that you, you would have to have done that at oh, one point. Oh, oh, someone, oh. someone has to have had put in a phone book in the well, dryer it, to get it, that. It got left out. Well, it, it got, got left, left out, out in the rain. In the, in the rain. When they delivered, it. <laughs> or they delivered it on a rainy day. He'll see a girl and he'll say, she's hotter than fish grease. That's Fish grease is fucking hot, so that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. Back to bourbon, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I love these. That's what makes this show so bad. I mean, good. So This is delicious. I want to say is. that. It it's is more complex than the bottom bottom. Yes. For sure. If you had to give this an everyday something that you might find on the shelf somewhere you eat that you would use to describe this, what would you call it? God, that's hard. I ask because... There is a pretty interesting licorice. way they describe it in here. Licorice. No. Not at all licorice. Something yeah, sweet for me, licorice. like a caramel, caramel. I'm, get, I'm getting a little licorice. So this says smooth, well-rounded mingling of, a, of sweet oatmeal raisin cookie and milk chocolate, leading into caramel corn and evolving spice. So I said caramel. The caramel corn I get. I don't get the oatmeal cookie or oatmeal raisin cookie. That's the one that kind of made me chuckle a little bit. I don't know if I'm convincing myself, but I feel like I have raisin on the finish now that you say it. Okay. Let me, let me, uh, I didn't get the finish on this one. Maybe that's more accurate than licorice. But I do. It says charred oak leads with a clean peripheral spice for the finish. I would have never came up with, with raisin on my own. Yeah. But well, I that feel happens like a lot of times. A lot of times you don't, you can't pinpoint something. Then you hear yes. it and you're like, oh yeah, that's what it is. It's raisin. Someone's just making this shit up. Yeah. You know, there's right. someone yeah. asshole. <laughs> He's like, watch this. Let's just say raisin bread and see what people yeah. say. There's like one of those bingo things you spin and he just pulls out <laughs> random things. Yeah, oatmeal raisin. Raisin cookie. it is. <laughs> well, you know damn well if someone says it, they'll someone will taste it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So far, well, I think you mentally get that note and then you find it. Well, you find it in that in that thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Now, I I listen to the Bourbon Road podcast. They'll say that that's not a thing. That someone suggesting something won't make you taste it, but it'll make you recognize it. We should have raisin cookies and see if we taste it. Like see if we no yeah. Cookies. That's not a bad idea. So, what do you guys think of this one? Do you like this one better than the bottled Mon? This is my favorite so far. So far, definitely. Okay. Now, this is what's what's interesting about this one to me. Is that this one is a 93 proof, but I feel like it finishes more like the 115 proof we're about to have. So this one, this one has a really good finish, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or as they call it, a Kentucky hug. You know, like I, 
I feel like it gives you a really nice finish to it. I got different hugs in Kentucky, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, you did. Surprised you don't have just like little breads walking around. I might. You can neither confirm nor deny that. That is correct. Did you rinse already, Tyler? Yep. Okay. I, you know what? I loved living in Kentucky. Absolutely loved it. It was a great five years of my life. I'm serious. No, I just thought it was. It was. I was thinking to myself because I went to college for seven years. So, and then I think then it. Well, I did leads, too. Then it leads me into uh, Tommy Boy references and shit like that. So, a lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. Okay, so the next one we have is. There's the, a cool story behind this one. I love the story. The with 1920. This one. Yes, I love the story. So let's let's jump into that. So this one is the prohibition style. That's the tag name for this one. So it says the Volstead Act of 1920, which initiated prohibition in the USA, granted permits to six distillers in Kentucky to continue to bottle bourbon for medicinal purposes. And I will say that bourbon is probably medicinal for me. But Absolutely. For your ED. Yes, for my ED. Through one of these, this no just gives me an example uh, of a reason why I can't perform. Oh, it's the bourbon hun. Sorry. Uh, through one of these permits, Old Forester continued to be produced as medicinal whiskey on Louisville's Louisville, Louisville. Fa- Louisville. famed whiskey row. It we is, need to have that restaurant when we go to Louisville. Which one? The one across from Old Forester. Yeah, it's good. That we didn't go to? Yeah, I've been there. It's good. Have you? Yeah. It is the only bourbon continuously sold by the same company that has been available for sale before, during, and after the prohibition. During this time, all whiskeys had to be bottled at a 100 proof. With a barrel entry proof of 100, the Angel Share would have created a 115 proof whiskey after maturation. To pay homage to this era, Old Forester... weird feedback. Yeah. I don't is know what it storming? is. storming? I think it's this oh, air conditioner okay, hitting okay. my microphone. Sorry. Uh, to pay homage to this era, Old Forester presents 1920 Prohibition-style bourbon at 115 proof to represent the rich flavor profile this bourbon had nearly 100 years ago. Interesting. So, I believe this was the third one in the uh, Whiskey Row series that was released. The fourth one being the uh, 1910 Old Fine Whiskey. So, what do you guys get on the nose for this one? Mm. Ah, I skipped back. Here he took a drink. Skip that. Would you shit your pants? <laughs> no, I skipped it. You skipped the nose? Yeah. No. You went straight to the drink, you mean? Yeah. No, damn it. Gotcha. That's that's gonna be a wash for me. Why? <laughs> well, I mean once you I already, have it, you already yeah. know what yeah. it tastes right. like, gotcha. So it's a very mild <laughs> sweetness, like a this is one I think that that fools you. It's it's the highest proof of this whole series. Yes. But I feel like it tastes like you said more mild, milder. It more tastes mild. <laughs> it tastes milder than the others. But I think in a good way. I don't I don't mean that in a derogatory or a negative way. I think it's a Could it be derogatory. Mild? If someone doesn't want mild, that could be derogatory. You're so mild. <laughs> so uh, an intense medley of cherry preserves on the nose, drippy caramel. So it's not regular caramel. It's drippy. Drippy. Which means it must be like warm caramel. I don't know. Must. Uh, dark chocolate, thickened maple syrup, and seasoned oak spiciness. So that's what they pulled out of the uh, out of the bingo ball for that one. I love maple syrup, and I get no maple syrup. I can tell you that. <sighs> well, 
I'm definitely getting a shit ton of sweetness. Yeah. I get the maple syrup. So like when you see Oh, now on the the palate I get maple yeah. syrup. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean I didn't I didn't take the nose, but on the palate for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. I haven't gotten to the nose to the uh, mouth yet. Well, I'm still trying to decide what I get from the nose if it matches any of that stuff. It's amazing how much Maybe if the you cherry. do the nose Maybe first, the that you experience yep. the other flavors on the yeah. palate yeah. versus just going straight into it. I don't know if we've talked to you about this before, but one of the things they told us at Angel's Envy was you br- you you basically stick your nose into the glass, tilt it towards you. That's what these mm-hmm. Glencairns are good for, right? And then breathe through your mouth, like right. And it, it just kind of exper- like just brings in just enough of it because yeah. w- the high alcohol content will burn your nose your sensory basically so you breathe through the mouth and it just it brings a little bit in every time i try to to to, to smell it i'm like singe my nose oh yeah for once sure I breathe through the mouth i'm like huh mm-hmm. there well it is. and if you notice other people will just go right in and they'll dig it in with their nose like fred minnick if you watch he'll sit he'll freaking splash it around and he'll just go like that you know i don't know if he's sticking his nose all the way in or just over top or whatever but whatever he does like i'm just like damn how your nose must be able to handle some shit because it yeah. like he's you can tell he's smelling he's with his nose <laughs> <laughs> well he's former military i don't remember what so branch, probably but uh yeah maybe yeah, well if he's in the marines most definitely i don't remember what branch he was um so this one won a 2020 san francisco world spirits competition double gold medal <sighs> It's it's my least favorite. Really? It is. Really? It's Even always been my least favorite. The 1920, really? Yeah. See, I've always liked the 1920. I will agree to disagree with for you. For its sir. mellowness. I, mellowness? See, I, that's opposite. See, that, see, derogatory for him. Yeah. All right. This is mellow to you? Or it's too strong not, for it's you? It's not mellow. It's not mellow. I'm sorry. To it's me, a long finish. To me... I like... I don't feel like it has a long finish. I feel like it... I feel like this finish is stronger. And I think it's the, the cinnamon. The 1910 does? The 1910's my favorite, yeah, by far. Hands down. I'll drink that every day. The The Bottle and Bond is my second choice. It's very mellow. But it's good. It's so good. All of these are good. Short finish on it. In my fantastic. opinion. Fantastic. I agree. They're all good. The 1910, I still, I've only bought one bottle ever. There's probably that much left of it, and I haven't had it anymore. Because you're saving it, or are you just not no, into I'm it? I'm just... It's not your thing. Yeah. You mean I, the 1920? Have, you mean yeah, the 1920. 1920. Sorry, you said 1910. Sorry. I have, I have two bottles of 1910 that I have half half opened. Um, <laughs> Both of them are half I don't opened? know. I don't know why. I don't oh. know why. You you forgot, you forgot I you thought he was kidding. Already. Yeah. You probably forgot. No, I've done both, that before where I've opened open. one. Yeah. Uh, now, what you guys, so we talked about, don't change subject real quick, but when you open a bottle, how long? I think it's bullshit. I, I think, was told I think 10 you, years. Oh. So... Like Jeff Thress says, within thirty days he can, oh no he, he, he he'll 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 say he feels it's skunked and I've like that's I've bullshit never, that's I've complete never, bullshit I've never shout out Jeff the, the only way the bullshit. only way that that is possible Jeff Thress is if you're storing it in a fucking window with no curtains yeah he said it's in, like the top he off. said it's in a dark <laughs> dark basement and I'm no, like it's cold they I won't don't. skunk that quick I mean there's actually scientific experiments that have been done that show that it doesn't really change until can you provide sources um bill nye no bill nye is not an actual Um, fucking scientist i know he's an engineer um he's been lying to us our whole life there is it was done by i i posted it one time we talked about it in one of our episodes you may not have been i think i talked about it in the episode with mo and it basically was i think it was a bullshit propaganda thing to get people to buy their alcohol and drink it faster they said once you open it, 
they didn't mention light and other things. I've read other uh, other studies that talk about if it sits in the light. Well, it might lose some of the alcohol content. So, well, not if it's not been opened. But sure. but sitting yeah. in the light, even unopened, will chemically change the the bourbon a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, cool, cool, the cool. alcohol content is so high in this stuff that I don't feel like you'll get some oxidation. But here's my argument that I've always made: these things get oxidized for years as they're sitting in a barrel that's not that's, it's air, not like that's air not airtight. Correct. Yeah. So, so why would it go? Why would it go bad the, sitting in a bottle? The model? argument is that they bottle these at the moment they want them to stop aging and stop oxidizing. And so you put it into a bottle at that moment. Now the mash and drum, they're a uh, YouTube. He's a YouTube show in Columbus, actually. Oh, cool. Um, really big, you know, popular show. And he... Let's get him on. He asked us to come on, and I said, well, let us get our feet under us first. Because um, we, we were only in. like maybe 10 episodes oh, in. Well, and we he, got our feet under he, he saw that we were columbus well we've got some shows coming up next yeah we do we've got the head distiller at taconic next week on tuesday nice. that's a we, big score it's for us time we got something out right. of this I'm just wasting my he's Thursdays. not i don't think he's going to send us any <laughs> he, this oh shut the fuck up <laughs> he's not going to send us anything but he's no, going, no, he's going to get on and talk and i and then we've got knows your bourbon who's going to be later this month and then we've got second episode of the flights of the round table coming up from balboa in grandview on sure. August 29th, if you want to come. Yeah, sure. delicious Balboa. Yeah, I love that place. And I've, I'll have i have to bring a couple extra uh, microphones. But yeah. but I, if you want to come. I'm down, yeah. yeah I love for it. For sure. Um, so that being said, it's starting to gain some steam. We're over 2,000 downloads now, which is, in my opinion. Are we doing a giveaway? No. Oh, okay. Thanks. What are we giving away? We might do a giveaway at 2,000 Instagram followers. Which I thought we were trying to get to with our last giveaway, but we only gained like, <laughs> we only gained like 100. <laughs> that was a not yeah, a. I, I feel like downloads is more important. It is. Yeah. I feel I feel like it too. Ultimately, that's yeah. what we're we're trying to direct people from Instagram to our our podcast. My goal is to get the bourbon enthusiast on. I'd like to get them oh, on yeah, because sure. I have a shit ton of their picks can and we, I love their picks. Can we? Um, do you know if they're going to be at that birthday bourbon release for any weird reason? Where are they from? I don't think they're from Kentucky. Where are they from? Let's find this out. It's out of state, I'm pretty sure, because he flies in when he does his picks, when he's on site. Gotcha. And you were going to do a pick with them that one yes, time? Yes, at Old Forester in May. Oh, got dude, canceled. Rona got you, man. I was well, so upset a, because it was going to be one of their first one? ones to do the, the bottle-proof mm-hmm. single barrels do you, or barrel-proof. Not bottle proof. That doesn't make any sense. Everything do you have an opportunity <laughs> to do another one with them? Yeah, I will. Whenever everything opens back up, he said I'd be at the top of the list. Yeah, stop rushing things, Tyler. Well, well, he's my and one, so yeah. he's excited. Like you know, I get a plus one when I do that. So when I'm included, he he wasn't going to get to well, do if it. If they're there, we might as well just ask him to do a podcast. Well, yeah, I'm 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 going to try to set something up for while we're there. We will podcast on our drive down. Nice. Oh yeah, for sure. And for then sure. we'll podcast probably the evening of or something. Yeah. Get a couple in the hopper because getting you pinned down for a podcast is not easy. First um, off, I'm not saying it should be. I'm just saying it isn't. You yeah. missed some amazing smoked meats. I just want to say. I know. I know. And we didn't podcast. I, we should have podcasted. Oh, anyway. that's what I haven't talked. We about. We should have podcasted anyway. So, so y- y- this is a great conversation for us. So I did my first. Um, 
pork butt the other day. Okay. Um, That's what he did. I wanted to, to there go. There was nothing left I'd like to add. Yeah, it was outstanding. God, that, it was you. good. That sucks. Hey, um, I will say my brisket didn't up. last either. My uh, brisket went by the end of the night. It wasn't as good as your pork so butt, but it went. Go ahead. Um, oh, so, and then the other day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I got, you know, obviously bone in from Costco. Yeah, you did. Um, I wanted to go. I, there, There is kind of your normal, and then there's competition style. I just wanted to go on my first time. Are you talking about your pellets, or what do you mean with no um, the the he has a charcoal the preparation? Yeah. Okay. So I have charcoal, but it is a gravity fed automatic charcoal. That's cool. Very so, cool. Like the little briquettes or whatever they are. Yeah. So you can do briquettes or you can do lump charcoal. Okay. Um. So I got an eight pound. Um, it's a big I, pork butt. Yep. I thought I had mustard i went in it was old so i was like but i know that you can use any binding it doesn't really add flavor so i used olive oil just a light coating of olive oil then i had a kansas city rub put that on there i didn't inject it the night before um nothing special it was just purely it probably sat for maybe 30 minutes um i put it on at 7 a.m with the the only thing that I dislike about my grill is the hopper. I only get about six hours Do you have before to refill? I have to refill. So overnight ones become difficult. Um, I probably would have to like wake up in the middle of the night. If I did it again, I'd wake up at like three, just throw it on, go back to bed, you know, sleep, and then wake up and and go from there. So. It probably took from seven till four at two thirty five to get if not to longer. so seven to four in the afternoon to get to um one sixty five one sixty five. So mm-hmm. I wrapped in butcher paper. Um I don't do a tinfoil wrap specifically because I don't want it to loosen the bark. Um it doesn't by nonstick. By what do you mean yeah. nonstick? They make nonstick foil. Yep. Gotcha. But here, here's here's my thought. I lose so, no bark on mine. I had great bark, didn't I, dude? You did. It my was beef short ribs were amazing. And it right. wasn't. See, and I'm I'm weird about bark. I don't like a thick bark. His was perfect. It was really good. No, you know why? I don't know why. And I've told you the story yeah, before. You, I you think you have. You have. But just for you, Brett, my my when I grew up, my mother, I think at my dad's prompting, always cooked all of our meat well done. Mm-hmm. Never medium rare or medium like it should be. Um, and I grew up hating steak. It was tough and chewy. Yeah. That's a great bark. Yeah. That's a great bark. For you listening, Tyler is showing us a picture of his bark. Sounds weird, doesn't yeah. it? He's, he's showing us pictures. So I grew up, my buddy went to Johnson and Wales Culinary School. The best came back, you can go. One of, if not the best. Yeah. Uh, came back and said, let me make you a steak. And I was like, I don't fucking like steak. He's like, you haven't had steak. And I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. So he makes me a steak, medium rare. And you're mel- like, melting flavor. in my mouth. Yeah. It tastes it, like butter. It, ta- it was amazing. So that changed my life from a meat consumption standpoint. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to give you. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. No, no, I was just going to say. So that changed my life from a meat consumption perspective. I realized it wasn't the meat that I didn't like, it was the way it was cooked. And so the problem for me now is that whenever I have something with too much bark, it reminds me of those well done meats, even though the inside's not that way. When I, when I get, when I bite into it and I taste that, um, charred or, or, you know, almost if you will, burnt finish to it. 
it just turns me off. That's why I don't like, um, what is it, Ruth's Chris that does that? Ruth Chris, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like to go there. That's my least famous or least favorite, favorite. steakhouse because of that reason. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to give you the best advice. So I got my smoker about a year ago, and sure. I've been smoking almost every single weekend. And I've done the mustard. I've done a ton of things. Honestly, the mustard ones I've done, I don't like that well. I've just God, been using a dry rub. I put it in a Ziploc bag. Do you bind I, it with anything to get it to no. stick? You just no. dry rub. Just dry rub, put it in the bag. I'll let it sit for 8 to 12 hours. Sure. I think the key thing is letting it rest when it's done. Yeah. So... I will wrap at 165. Once it hits, so different things, I pull at different temps. For a pork butt, I pull it at 205. I put it inside of a cooler, okay. put a towel underneath, put a towel on top of it to help insulate even more, leave the cooler closed. The longer you leave it, the better it'll be. The sure. one that you had probably rested for three hours in the cooler. Gotcha. It still burnt my hands three hours later inside of the cooler when I broke it apart by so, hand. And so I trim a lot of the fat off. So you as do well prior competition wise, that's like a competition style trimming the trim. The yes, fat. I trim the fat off. Why? Why do they do that? Why do they trim the fat? Because doesn't fat it, to me doesn't fat add flavor? So there's so much fat marbled into it. Yeah. that fat that on, the the fat on the outside of it, you don't need it. But do you yeah. cook it in a way where the fat kind of drips? You, so or, I've uh, always so gravitationally I've always heard, goes into it. You, Are you using a water pan? Let me add that too. No, I use no. a water pan in addition because. So, it just adds some more moisture to the air, a humid environment, so it's not. You just set up. it separately to the side, just to the side. Yep. Yeah, you just take whatever yeah. kind of dish, um, fill so, it full of water. So I do you start I your any... stuff fat up to begin with. So when you're I, smoking, no, I go. So what I've what That's I've what typically. I've heard what I've heard okay. is you always go fat to whatever direction the heat is. The heat source is coming. So in a lot of competition smokers, when they when they come down through the top or through the bottom, that's where you're that's protecting where you put the, the meat fat. with the fat. Gotcha. So that's what I've that's what, what I've what I've heard, heard is you put the f- and, and it was for brisket specifically. Right. But you would put the fat on top so as it warms up the fat just kind of almost like yeah. It's not the right word, but melts into the the meat and adds the flavor. And so, then when you when you finish it, you flip it over. So I don't know if that's true for you or not. To contradict that, no, the I'm only not, thing is saying that's Bible. when you hit those stalls, that's what the stall is, right? That meat sweating and that fat turning liquid and it cooling it back down. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it takes so long during those yeah. stalls. I had So if you do it the other way, you're not and there's enough fat marbled in other there. Other way meaning fat on the bottom. Fat on the bottom. Yeah. Right. So when you finish it, flip it over to the fat on the bottom. I do fat I on yeah, absolutely. So so I'll tell you um, add a little beef broth in there before you did, wrap it. Did we ever say what the taste was in our mouth on this one? We did. No. We did know. I, I had sweet. Um, I said caramel. Um, First thing it says on here. I have sweet caramel but on this. I like his nose. I do. Or like his palate. He's, I have a weird a hypersensitive palate. nose. I smell shit no, so seriously, far away. You're, I do. I, I, the reason I like it. There's lots of reasons I like having you on the show. But one of the reasons I like having you on the show is that you have. I love being on the show. But go ahead. I, you have pegged the freaking what they say you should taste almost every time i'll get one of the three or four things sometimes and if it's vanilla i'll get it every time and but i'm not looking these up i promise no, well no he's sitting there no phone in hand unlike tyler i've got an ipad i use as a reference because i want to make sure that i'm giving you know accurate information what's your finish i want to see if you get the finish on this so take another drink and tell me what you get on the finish because this one surprises me 
But but caramel is the first thing Here, it says. Dash, dash me on the just dash. dash the me on the twenty. The I have a sweet go. finish too, and I I want to say like toffee on the finish or hold something on, like. On. Just dash me. Yeah. Oh. Or fill up. Half That's a bite. fucking dash. I don't know what you want. Yeah, I wanted that. <laughs> God, I feel like I could almost like chew it. It's like a toffee caramel finish for me. Also. Okay, so this hold one. On. So let me give you while he's thinking Dates. of the finish. Date on the finish. <laughs> yeah. You're closer. You're definitely closer. So on the taste, dark caramel coats layers of malt m- nuttiness and sweet graham cracker. I can f- the you graham, say cracker, graham cracker. Right, now the that graham you cracker say is it. the one thing I I felt like I got. I didn't get the caramel this time, but I got the graham cracker. Weird, for me anyway. All warmed by green peppercorn and coriander spice, brightened with a hint of cedar. So I get the, yeah, cedar, I get the cedar, and I get the uh, graham cedar, cracker. Graham cracker for sure. But I did not get the cedar caramel on the this one. Cedar on the lips. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah, that's where it, that's where it's hit me. It's mm-hmm. on the lips. You're right. Yeah. So the finish on this one, it says, and again, you know, everyone's different. Tart apple crispiness. So dates, kind of. I mean, yeah. it's a, you know. A it tartier says, fruit. But then it says, gives way to a long, smoky finish full of toasted marshmallow. Marshmallow. No, I had something sweet that I couldn't pinpoint. Sure. And then it says chocolate and graham cracker sweetness. So almost like a s'more finish. Yeah. yeah. Mm, it, it's a very sweet I, finish. I agree. I, I don't, don't say chocolate, I get s'more, I don't know that I get but I get s'more. marshmallow. All right. Anyway, I need to go back to this conversation. Oh. You saying marshmallow? Now that hundred percent marshmallow. Now that I've seen marshmallow and I took another drink, I'm getting marshmallow. Same. That's so weird. Once you said marshmallow, I'm not getting lots. any of the apple. No. I'm not getting any of the chocolate or graham cracker, but I, on the finish, but mm-hmm. I'm getting the marshmallow. Now. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there. I do. I get marshmallow. That's interesting. I, that's so interesting. Have you had All beef right. short ribs? No. Smoked. No, so next one of these, I'm smoking beef short ribs again and bringing them in. Oh, so they were delicious, right? They were so uh, good. I like them I'm better so than brisket. Good. So I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. So it took me to about four o'clock before I got to 165. Okay. Um, I wrap in butcher paper, put it. So one of the reasons I think it took me so long is I put underneath um, uh, a drip pan on the bottom rack and I put it on the top. So if I would have put it on the bottom rack, it probably would have cooked a little bit quicker. But I cooked at um I cooked at two thirty five. Okay. Most recipes that I heard or saw was I, I saw some two twenty five to two forty five. The the guy I love Malcolm Reed, how uh, how to barbecue right, he's fucking he's good. He's well, well, well known. I he did, said, I did said my rub on my ribs with him, from him. Yeah, and they were some of the best ribs of it I've yeah. ever had. And it's the first time I've ever done ribs. Yeah, and 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 he said two seventy five. So once, mind you, this was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to eat at midnight on a Sunday when I had to be up at five a.m. on a Monday. Right. So <laughs> as I got a little bit longer in the stall, and I'm like, oh my god, I I kicked it up to two seventy five and maybe at one point three hundred. Um, and I pulled off at 190, um, which oh, is too soon. way too soon. But I will say, um, one of the things I read is the thermometer probe test. And I basically just was like, slide in, slide out. Oh, absolutely. It went, you went, it's going to be like butter when Dude, you're it putting was. the thermometer probe in. It was. And, and, and mind you, I think I pulled it off at like, 
eight o'clock at night. So I was like, did you I let don't it want to do this? 45 minutes. You sh- 45 to an hour. You should have put it in a cooler and let it rest yeah. all night. It would have been amazing. There's something about letting it rest because I forget what the temperature is and I, it might be 190. You pull off. I, I've heard you're supposed to pull off 195 to 203 is pull apart. But for, what I mean with pork. there's a certain point when the collagen starts to liquefy and the longer that you let it rest at that temp, the more of that collagen will liquefy. Gotcha. gotcha. And then you get even more moisture into it. Sure. So there have been times where um, I felt like my pork butts were almost like too moist, as weird mm-hmm. as that sounds. So don't worry about them drying out sure. when I say that. Because um, I, I, it was legitimately phenomenal. Like, amazing. Do you have a Costco membership? Uh-huh, I do. So have you ever had their pre-made mac and cheese? Uh, is that the one that you bake? Yeah, it's to die yeah, for. It's I fucking love. Fuck amazing. I yes, fucking love. So good. Hey, dude, have you ever had Costco's pre-made mac and cheese? Dude, you just pop it in the oven and it's incredible. Yes, um, they put like a parmesan like finish dude, on top of dude, it. It's just, it's incredible. And they're like, they're if, just big noodles. If you'd just, ever show up to our flights of the round table or anything else, to. well, you have one. So I don't make, talk about if I've ever shown I up. make homemade mac and cheese that is to fucking die it's for. Not as I good love as mac it's, and it's cheese. It's not as good as mine. It's I'll better. It's better. I make a homemade roux. Listen. And I go, let me tell you this. Gonna, it's my turn to talk. I'm dude. already impressed that you said you made a homemade roux. So I'm he, he read that somewhere. No. He read the word roux. So I start with Kerrygold butter. That So Kerrygold butter is legit. Mm-hmm. It's cracked. Legit, yes. It is. So, so I'm going to start there. Kerrygold butter. Um, and then you go flour and then I go, um, whipping cream, heavy whipping, cream? Heavy, heavy, whipping heavy, cream, heavy cream. Yeah. Like my, so I go in there. Um, oh, and then I go, uh, <laughs> once that kind of comes to a, a, a thicker roux, so good. I put in 20, the 20. Yeah. So I told good. you it's good. Cream so cheese. Good. Um, oh, cream and then I go good. smoke Gouda and then I go, that's fun to say Gouda, Gouda, sharp cheddar. And then I go Parmesan. So it's a four cheese. See, I don't use Parmesan in mine. You, you got to finish with the Parmesan, I yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, it's I'll very. I'll use the cream cheese. You know what I actually use? I'll use Velveeta. Oh, that's not bad. Not it's a bad one either. fucking outstanding. Once it, and it melt, it, for one, it melts quick. Sure. It does. Yeah. It's a good melting cheese, but it's but just got where, so much good that's flavor. that's where the cream cheese comes from. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's creamy. That's where the now. texture comes from. But you also need. To me, mac and cheese needs, but also when I do the roux, I'm I'm putting in paprika, I'm putting in yeah. nutmeg, mm. salt, pepper, garlic, like all those need to go into it. So to me, a mac and cheese has to have a lot. It has to be, the noodles have to be a certain size. Um, the texture has to be a certain cheesiness. Um, and also the flavor has to have a strong flavor to it. So that's where the sharp cheddar, smoked gouda come in. Um, texturally, that's where you'll go with like a, um, a cream cheese and then the noodles. Like I'll either use a big shell or a big big spiral. So that holds it, right? Spirals yes. are best because they yeah. hold a lot of the, um, even with pastas, they hold a lot of the sauce or a lot exactly. of the cheese. You know what exactly. I use? Generally, if I can't find macaroni, I'll use shells. Yeah, because they hold sure. the because sauce. The, the cheese will get into it, yeah. and and yeah, every so, bite's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is, I, I I throw it in a, a baking pan, and I just do a, a straight up panko crumbs. Yeah, and I just do. Oh, ta- I, I just. But do, you know what else is good? Cheese it. 
Oh, it's, I've heard that crunched up no, cheese. No, just it, it honest to God, just, crunched up cheese. It's it's so ridiculous. I fought it for so long. Did it on my last one. Love it. Hillbilly is shit. I fought it, fought it's it, like fought it. Flakes on green beans because I don't like I, I don't like uh, breadcrumbs or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. I don't like yeah. that, but I wanted some texture on it, mm-hmm. so I threw the Cheez-Its on it, and it was outstanding. Yeah. So, so the other one is, um, as you mentioned, you know the the other thing that I make that's really really good, the manicotti. <sighs> yeah, that's fun to say. Well, I <laughs> my family, my my grandmother made a manicotti recipe, handed it down to my mom. My mom handed it down to me. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but my family bought the Pizza Hut recipe Oh, back in the late 80s when Pizza Hut's uh, changed their recipe. They sold it, and my parents bought that recipe, and they they had a couple of uh, pizza joints, and um, no longer in business, but I still have that recipe. So I've I, never seen you make any pizzas, so I'm like... I don't make pizza anymore. Huh. I used to have a pizza stone. I used to make it all the time. Don't do it anymore. Um, you know, Trina and I, we've gotten in more into a healthy lifestyle from eating and stuff. So pizza, generally speaking, fuck you. Pizza, <laughs> generally speaking, we don't do very often. Maybe at most once a week, and we generally will buy from somewhere. Um, especially during COVID, we decided to you know try to help out yeah, companies, businesses yeah, and businesses stuff. and stuff. But um, it's just so much more convenient to not have to make it yourself. And uh, you're such a jackass. Um, so no, it's a lot of work to make dough. Yeah. Like the dough, especially. Yeah, the is dough a lot is, of work. and the funny thing is, is we had a dough recipe. Well, we made pastas the same way. Like, nah. yeah, dough recipe we had was was bulk, so it was like in pounds of things. So I had to do like all these conversions to get it right. I don't even I, to this day. I don't even know if I got it right. Yeah, but like I had to do all these conversions to get it to um like, like a serving or serving, serving or a, yes. yeah. So. That was the hardest part. And then I just, I'm not good with working with dough. Yeah. Like, I, I hate all the flour and all that Trina stuff. And that. No, she likes working with my dough. <laughs> I feel like there's a yeast joke somewhere yeah. in here that we're missing. Yeah, no, she's a, she a lot of yogurt. She's fine there. She's fine there. <laughs> so, anyway. But there's, so. <laughs> so, if you guys had to choose on these real quick before we go back into our cooking show. Apparently, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, which one of these well, meat, would you like to meat have? Goes hand in hand with bourbon. Another mini pour of nineteen. Um, nineteen ten. 19. <sighs> I think I would go nineteen ten. Also, all right. Let's do it. I do. Let's do it. One more little quick pour. Let's so, clean our glasses. Not to toot my own horn. When here. I say clean our glasses, I mean pour them with water and drink it. Not to not to toot my own horn. Here. Horn here. So I love when someone says not to whatever. They're that gonna means they're about the to shit do that. Out of it. I'm about to toot. <laughs> I'm about to toot the shit out of my own horn. So Fourth um, of July, I had uh, a bunch of buddies over that are truly fatty foodies at heart. Okay. Um, Aren't we all? Like the most sloppy, awesome food that you can get. Like that's that's our that's our good food, good drink. Yeah, what else just, can you need in yeah. life, man? So not much. I. So I mixed it up a little bit here. I was at Costco. I normally do a St. Louis rub on mine. I was at Costco. I saw they had baby back ribs. Everywhere, baby back are better than St. Louis. In everywhere that I bought baby back from a from a, a a grocery store have almost been more like spare ribs. They're like, are you pulling the skin off the back? Yes. yes okay. Okay. Yeah. Just making but sure they're just, you have they're to. Just, they're Some just, people don't. They don't know. They're just different, and I and I. I'm like, they're good, but like, mm. so I went to Costco and they were like true 
thinner baby back awesome fucking ribs but they had some pre-marinated st louis rubbed ones they had two wrecks um and they had been pre-packaged three days ago so at this point that rub had been on there for three days so i usually will do 24 hours on mine so i'll rub them put them in the Put them in the. Uh, Mine's fridge. usually like twelve yep, hours. I'll do it the evening before, sure. maybe yep. fourteen, fifteen yep. hours. So, I threw them on there. I usually do after about an hour and a half. I usually do five hours. Um, I don't wrap them. Um, I've wrapped them and done the Texas method once in tin foil. Uh, the bark became soggy, and that's why I've gone away from doing. Um, Did you tin say foil wrap. I know. I heard that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not away from. <laughs> yeah. So so. <laughs> So what happened is um, I did this after about an hour and 45, I always do a mop every 45 minutes on. And the mop consists of, um, Forget. no, it's, um, it's Hit. apple juice. It's part of the rub, it's oil, and then red wine vinegar. Yeah. So every 45 minutes after that, I do that. It, it usually ends up being like five or six times that I, I mop it. Yep. Um, so these are truly a dry rub recipe. Mm-hmm. I don't do any wet sauce on top of that. Um, the mopping is yes. what keeps it moist, basically. Oh, yeah, this time, yeah. So this time when I pulled it off after five hours, um, I wrapped in butcher paper and let sit for 45 minutes. Off resting of, is key. Resting. Resting yes. is yeah. key. Yes. It is. So... For so that's every, every everything. Yeah. That's what everything. I did. But also the key for me again goes back to the butcher paper because with tin foil you get a lot of the moisture that is right. held. Butcher in, paper allows some of the moisture to yes. escape. Mm-hmm. The butcher paper holds in the moisture that escapes and doesn't damper the bark at all. Um, yeah, and that's for probably myself, the best way to describe it. And literally all it of my friends there, they were literally like. These were the best ribs I've ever had in my entire life. And, and, and I would say the same. And everyone likes their ribs differently. There mm-hmm. are some people that like them where they basically just fall apart. Some people like them chewy. My personal preference is they're easy to cut through. They're easy to hold on to, but they pull away from the bone once you eat them. Yeah, there's they should, a lot of they people should that pull away from the bone pulled. quickly. Yes. Yeah. There's some people that like them chewier. Like, not like chewy, but they like chewy on the bone. Like Some, a chicken wing almost. Yes. Yeah. I don't mind yeah. doing that, but but they should come off of the bone yes. easily. And then if there's a little bit left on the bone, I will not be ashamed yeah. by going to the bone and chewing some of that meat they, off. But so I will say so so far Costco had the best ribs. I love that it was marinated for three days mm-hmm. in the package prior. Um and then the wrap in the butcher paper to rest was also a fucking key. And, and and they were fucking amazing. I don't know honest, that I will have sauce ribs ever again. The resting is honestly one of the most important parts, in yeah. my opinion. The, I didn't get a rest mine as long as I wanted to the other yeah. day. We got, a, I think, a half hour, 40 minutes, maybe. Probably, yeah. But And I put them in the microwave because I didn't have a cooler ready, but... Telling, I tell everyone that get a cooler, yeah, and rest all of the meat. So I can, you could almost cook it the day before let it rest for however many hours and reheat it and it will taste better yeah. versus pulling it directly off the smoker. So I have a, I make a chili that I just love I, chili. I brag on my chili nonstop. I, I think you won doing, that contest, didn't you? We should do a little chili so, like cook off this one in the, in the wintertime. Yeah. I didn't win it. it because he said he was judging his 
chili based on the amount of meat in it. Oh. And I don't put nearly as much meat in oh, it. I got second, I think. I you think eat my chili might have won the white chili with her white her, chili. Her white chili was ridiculous. Yeah. My chili is, I, it's a tomato-based chili. I use um, I use uh, stewed, like a, a beef stew cubes. And then I also Boy use, gra- and then I use yeah, yeah, and then okay. I use ground beef together. So I use both. I had some sausage. That's not like venison a joke. Too. No, no, no. I don't do any sausage or venison or anything. I just do those two meats, and I use kidney beans. I use tomato juice as the base. Mm-hmm. Same. And then I use uh, tomato juice is not an easy thing to find either. Like mm-hmm. command or, or command canned um, Campbell's. You're going down the wrong aisles. Problem. No, no, no. I know. Like every, but no, it's still not easy. I know which aisle to go down. The problem is <laughs> he goes down. No, oh. I know which aisle to go down. I know which aisle. I go, to go down, down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. The Trina problem. always will let him know. Not that aisle. The problem. No, she says wrong hole. That's what she usually says. <laughs> wrong aisle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the tomato juice, canned tomato juice is not an easy thing to find. Like you can find it bottled, and it's always like not real tomato juice. It's I like mixtured. Yeah, yeah. So I always do the cam. I think it's Campbell's. Um, I know it when I see it, but same, but I, you know, you just I think it's red gold. I use, I believe I don't use red gold. I use, I think I'm pretty sure it's Campbell's. Um, it's Tortuga. a red and white bottle. It's not bumblebee tuna. No, Tortuga. Oh, bumblebee tuna. Have you ever, uh, yes, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura two? Yeah. part two, bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee Jesus, tuna? you're such a fucking movie whore he I knew like what movies. i was talking I about love, as soon I'm as i said bumblebee buff. tuna yeah. he knew exact anytime trina tells me she's eating tuna i'm like is it bumblebee, bumblebee tuna? tuna and she's she has no idea what it means right. she's like no it's chicken uh the sea? it's chicken <laughs> it's, it's not bumblebee tuna. are you a movie whore like this i love movies Dude, i would rather God. watch a movie than a tv show any day of the week i'm right there with you man i've been watching community lately haven't seen it damn this is good it is delicious isn't it this is good 1910 it is. That's so. Are we all in agreement that 1910 is our favorite? Yeah, yeah, always has for been. sure. Bottom yeah. bottom is number two. So if you had to rank them, what would you say? 1910, are number you, one. So who are you asking? Uh, both of you. Well, we got to go one go at a time, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So right, I'll go 1910, which we all agree, right? Yeah. 1920. That's your number two. Bottled and Bond, and the original. So I'm I'm gonna go 1910, Bottled and Bond, 1920, and then original. So these, so our middle two. So the middle two are the difference. What about you? He's like, I'm gonna fuck it all up and go original batch. No, no, I'm I'm gonna say I'm probably gonna be so with, with Tyler. Or is, is this you? Nineteen twenty second. Yes. So nineteen ten. Nineteen ten. As you drink more of it, it just it just gets better. It just gets better. Yeah. That twenty was so sweet, and I kept getting that marshmallow finish, mm-hmm. and it. I don't know. The caramel in this. No, I, I'm right there with you though, Brett. I think the nineteen twenty is my. I, I, Let's be fair, and maybe you don't feel the, the same way, but I like all of them. I, I mean, I like them all as I, well. There's not an old Forester that I don't like, and I, I've yet to find one, and that's including the 100 signature and the 86 or whatever it is that they have. I don't know Those the original bourbons. batch that I would buy. I'm not, not that it's bad. I don't know that I'd buy it. I always keep it in stock. That's the only bottle I have. I would keep it for the collection. I have that's it. I have two of every yeah. one of the others. Yeah. So that's so I have two of the eighteen ninety sevens or one and a three quarters. I have two of the nineteen twenties, two of the nineteen tens, and one. This is my only bottle of eighteen seventy. Yeah. Mind you, and that's the reason because it's my least favorite. But I like it. I I I buy a lot of whiskey, and and not that I <laughs> not that I collect, but it's more of like when someone comes over, 
I want them to be able to walk in my basement and, I, and, and say, hey, can I try this? Fuck yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's some people that are like, mm. yeah. now, now, mind you, if I have something a little bit rare and they're truly not a bourbon fan, um, I might be like, mm. you're not going to pull out. You should, you should try this. I first. might, I might, I might lead them in another direction. Right. But like, even, even with my blends, that's harder to find. And someone's like, oh yeah, blends. Like, I'm not a big bourbon fan. Can I try it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I want my guests to, to try anything that they want. I and feel like I'm at a point right now that if I drink bourbon every night by myself, I'm not getting through my collection. In years. Like, years. honestly, it might not be years. It might mm, not yeah. be ever. I, I, I'm I, getting up I there. I mean, you, you, had, you have twice the amount that I do, and I still feel like there's no way you drink twice the amount I do. I, I probably do drink twice as much as you do. Sure. I drink, um, I drink a, I have a glass of bourbon every night. Yeah. I drink beer as well, though, so... I do not. Yeah, see, I don't. Yeah. So I'm down I'm to... I'm the minority in that sense. I'm, I'm down to maybe a couple glasses a week. So now if it's a weekend and I'm having a few, it gets up. But rarely during the week am I like, let me have a few. But for me, bourbon, and I've mentioned this many times, and right now I'm at 151 bottles of bourbon. Nice. That's what I have in my collection. And I'll call it a collection because I have. Yeah, you have. I have multiples of a lot of things. Like, for I, example, I have four antique 107 Wellers, which so, the side, Wellers that is over there for you to send to whoever. Yeah, yeah. So, side side note, how many bottles do you have to have to consider it a collection? I have no idea. I don't think there's a number because I think that you could have just these four and you have a collection, right? I mean, it, it's, according it's to, the to the definition of the word collection, you're probably accurate. Yeah. On it's to one. the individual, right? Sure. It is to the individual. Yeah. That's, but, that's fair. Uh, so so here's, my, here's my problem. When do I stop collecting? Do I ever stop? Do I, and then do well, I hand I it down you, to my son or whatever? Like, so hey, one, if you don't like bourbon, sell it, whatever. I mean, what so, do I do? So one, that's, that's going to be your personal preference on one, what can you afford? I think yeah. you drink enough. I'm, I'm never going to go spend thousands on a single bottle. That's sure. never going to be me. That's, I don't think it's going to be If fair. I don't get a Pappy's at, a, at MSRP, I'm probably never going to get a Pappy's. Yeah, same. If I don't get any of them, I, I refuse to pay over $100 for a bourbon that is on the secondary. Sure. Now, that I'm if it's like, for example, I, would, I bought the Angels Envy Cask Strength for 200 but that's MSRP. That's their price. So yes. I bought it so I could have it and I have it and it's, it was $200. Yeah. But I won't go... Now, if it's an MSRP and I buy it on the secondary, if the MSRP is over 100 I'll spend over 100 for it. I will pay into the 100s for secondary, depending on the bottle. Like a Rock Hill, I'd pay $150 for Sure. It. I, yeah, um, I guess... Because I just... I can't... I mean, one, I, I like it, but I can't find it up here. Yeah. So let me amend my comment. I, I won't pay... If there was such a thing, and the MSRP secondary on a lot of these bourbons, I know that's not a real saying, but like you can expect to pay two thousand dollars for Pappies. Sure, that's the MSRP like, secondary. I'm not. I'm not, not going to pay that for for all the the antique collection. I'm not paying secondary for those. Right. Like I don't. I don't care if I have. If I don't get it in a I legitimate Willer, store at a Willer, regular price, um, I'm not going to buy those. I just won't. Same. William Weller LaRue, which LaRue, I've heard is yeah. the, the best of the five, four or five. Sure. 
I mean, it usually secondary but is they released that single barrel Weller too that I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, but here, here's the thing from me: for forty fifty dollars, and this has been proved time and time and again, you can get a damn good bottle of bourbon. But that's uh, I think it's understand like it's it's, it's understood? understood. No, no, it's it, it's understood that. When you're paying that, it's it's for the collection. It's not because hey, yeah, this yeah, yeah, is, yeah. This is but because at that point, it's so good. Everyone knows you can buy, dude. You can buy a twenty dollar bottle of bourbon that's as good as these, and these are sixty five. Like everyone knows that. So, I think there's a point where you know of like, hey, I have these rare ones. They're rare for a reason. Whether they're good, great, yeah, I mean, but they're all good. Here, here's the thing for me. If I'm going to spend that kind of money on something, it's an investment. I'm not going to spend that kind of money on something and turn around and drink it. Like that, to me, that's tough. I, that's what I mean. If I got a Pappy, I'd probably fucking sell it because I'd sell it for $25. Right, but, I'm, but my point is, is I'm not going to get a Pappy unless I pay MSRP for it. And if I do, I'm going to drink it. Well, you can get it through the lotto. Right. And that's what I mean. What so if I don't get it through the lotto, I'm probably not oh, getting yeah, it. Right. Unless I know someone like a lathe or someone like that who... Hey, I got this. Like, right. I have one. I'll buy it at MSRP and I'll drink the shit out of it. I'm not going to turn you around and sell it. I'm not, he, I'm not drinking bourbon or in the bourbon whatever collection game to sell it and make money. I'm, that's you, not what I'm you for. You know what's crazy is people that have connections and, and they're usually well off, um, they have access to that shit all the yeah. time. Lath gets bottles of Pappy for his clients. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he got Aaron a bottle of Pappy's, and I had, yeah. and and Aaron brought it up here, and we all drank it together. One. Oh, nice. It That's was cool. nice. It was good. Yeah. It's a weeded bourbon. Yeah, and it was. It's weeded. good. It's not overwhelming in the oak department for as old as you think it should be. Like, like it should. And I think it has everything to do with the fact that they, I think they age it on the lower floor so it's yeah. cooler as opposed mm. to warmer so it's not soaking in so much of the oak throughout the years. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it wasn't like the best bourbon I've ever had. Like at this moment in time and I've had a few bourbons right now, I would call the 1910 better than that. What I'm enjoying the 1910 right now yeah, more I'd than I did the Pappies sure. then. So the duty free stores when you fly internationally? Yes. Mm-hmm. That I I don't know I haven't done a lot of international you'll flights. You'll get lucky sometimes. You'll find some stuff. Where are you going? Uh, Jamaica, Mon. Jamaica, Mon. So when I went to Jamaica, they did not have shit. They're duty free. But listen. But are you talking about when you went from they the will U.S. Sometimes, like e- so. Either way, so I didn't look in the U.S. I should have. Columbus to Atlanta, Atlanta to Jamaica. So in Atlanta, they might. Yes, look in their duty free. Yeah. Is However, there a limit? No. Uh, you there's might not. Get, there's as not. long as you have. As long as you have a ticket okay. that shows you're going out of town. Like, I'm not going to buy a case. Or out of the country. Let's be honest. Right. Well, they won't sell you a case. I'm just saying, like, I could get they might three not bottles. Have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then when you come back, look at their duty-free again. Yes. I made the mistake when I was coming back from Jamaica because we did that. Uh, you got to go on. What was the thing we did when we landed? Or uh, the, the club. The VIP oh, club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I recommend, by the way. So where are you going in Jamaica? R-I-U, Ru, I don't know how to Okay, pronounced. okay, pretty pretty good. Um, are you getting... So I got married in Jamaica last, last year. Last year in May. Time of my life. It was great. Awesome. Um, it was a fun time. Ru is, from everything I've heard, fantastic as well. I think it's next door to the Sandals. 
Um, I don't know. I have no clue. Just depends. Are you going Montego Bay? Or Montego Bay, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Okay, so so right Rue is just another. It's yeah, a competing it's all, yeah, to, it's say, to always, Santos. It's just competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're gonna have a Inclusive. fucking blast. Uh, you have a good time. Uh, my lady friend Jessica that yeah, I'm dating. My lady girlfriend. Friend. Girlfriend. Right. I just like to say lady. You're, friend. No, I'm you're not. gonna have fucking um, an incredible time. Yeah, you will. Um, That's good. So anyway, um, did you get the Mobe passes? Mobe Club Mobe. That's Club what it was Mobe. called. Is that the VIP thing? Yes. Because we looked at one of them. Because you had mentioned it. Club Mobe. Club Mobe. Totally. Club Mobe. Totally worth get it. it. Because. The one that we were looking at, it did not provide transportation, only a VIP room while you're waiting. Right. It yes. doesn't. Club Mobe does yeah. not oh, it does provide not. transportation. Okay. Does, does, we got butler Rue? service, so we got transportation to and from. I well, see. We got a, well, they all had transportation, but ours yeah, had... But ours was BMW. BMW. Yeah. We had BMW. We were fucking ballers. Yeah. Um, if Say you one go, more time, the Club Mobe. Club, Club Mobe. Mobe. It's Montego Bay. Mobe. So, okay. So, here's... I'm putting here's, that on my phone right now. It's about $30 or $35 each way per person. Okay. Yeah, so um, it's like seventy it's, to hundred bucks. It's gonna take you to a place that has food, drinks. While you're waiting, you drink some beer. Um, it's all free. It's awesome. Minus the tips. But yeah, um, just the so tips. Who, just here's the, tips. the cool thing: they expedite you through customs. Customs, I've yes, heard. that was worth it by itself. So really, we walked by a line that was like a I, mile long. I went, and it saved us maybe twenty minutes. Depending on the time you go in the when day. When I landed, the, the, the line was like a mile long. Yes. Do you think with COVID, it'll still be the same way? Probably not. Probably, uh, who knows? But it's but still it was still nice. They had $35 when a we were leaving each way. That's like... When we were leaving, they had all these sandwiches and nice... Just It was just a nice place, relaxing place. You don't have to be out with the peasants. <laughs> the peasants. <laughs> the fucking peasants. No, but uh, you know what the worst thing in the world... In a freaking airport Crank is being it. out in the main part mm-hmm. of the airport. Like I love myself. I they get your bags and everything for you. I travel. Yes, I travel all the time. And one of the things I love is the clubs in the airports. Delta, you know, United, American, whatever. I love their clubs. I'll pay the twenty bucks every trip for their clubs because to me it is worth the sanity. Of being able to go in, get some work done, watch a show, whatever the hell you're going to do in there, and not be around 50 freaking million people. And you might only get finger foods. You might get like some nuts and some... It's what? a weird phrase, finger that's, foods. That's, yeah. No, th- that's what it was but, at but, Club Mobe. It was finger foods. It know. was, but you could eat a full meal worth of food there. They right? have they have these um, beef stuff. Like yeah, ride I had the same thing. They I were think I had like good. seven. Of them. Yes, I they were fucking, so good. You, could, it was like fried. a buffet, so you could eat as much yes, as you and wanted. You could drink as much as you want to. Okay. And honestly, oh, there's alcohol beer. in these. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beer, beer, actually. beer red stripe, red stripe. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they actually have red stripe light there. Which, now, now, mind you, when we I landed, we went stripe. to the we went to the um, sandals thing so even though we had club mobe they took us to the sandals one you did yes i, I went, went to the, i went to the club mobe oh i went to the sandals one um but now the, when i left i went to club mobe i will say the only issue when i landed we were only in club mobe for maybe 20 minutes however we saved at least i i feel like we saved at least an hour skipping through the customs sure, line sure 
Okay. So yeah. while you're only in Club Mobe for 20 minutes, you could probably down two beers real quick if you're if you're quick about it. Yeah. It was nice getting there, going to the bathroom, relaxing. Because if you're not in Club Mobe, you're waiting for your fucking uh, bus. First off. You're waiting for your bus anyway. Oh, I see. You're, you're going to an all-inclusive, and it's vacation. You want to feel like a fucking king. So when you get off your airplane, it's there's a good someone. Justification. No, yeah, it, and it, it, I'm serious. Yeah, and and you get off your plane, there's someone with a sign for your name, and they just yes. literally oh, walk cool. you by. That by itself is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mister Sh- Mr. Oh, Mister Mr. Pool. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they're the fucking nicest people they in are. the world. Everyone totally. on that fucking island is the nicest. people Oh, in they're the world. so fucking nice. So they walk you by everyone. Like I feel like even if you were to get mugged, they'd be like, "Hey, man, sorry, can you get sorry? Me a <laughs> sorry, I'm taking your money, man." Yeah, sorry. So when so. you get there, this will blow your mind. Mention your name. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> mention Dupool, dude and Dupool. Tyler and see what happens. <laughs> no, <laughs> butt fuck in the back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are you not into that? Yeah. So this was the craziest thing for me. Is the residents, the people that are that live the on natives. the island, the natives, don't know how to fucking swim. What they I live? Didn't know they this. grew. They grew up on an island. You didn't. I've talked to you about wow. this. Wow. No, we didn't. Yes, we have. So we were. We went on you a would cruise. Think we like fishing and stuff. People would know how to swim. We went on a booze cruise, and I'm sitting there talking to these. Ever. I'm talking. Yeah, it was amazing. Like one of my favorite pictures ever is you and I on that booze cruise. Yes. One of my favorite pictures ever. So I'm sitting there talking to the natives there that are that are like catering our booze cruise, and someone says to me. Oh, yeah, we don't know how to swim. I was like, fucking whatever. And he goes, no, no, ask anyone. So I start asking around to all the different like people on the, on the boat. They're like, no, we don't know how to swim. I'm like, you're working on a boat. How do you right. not know how to swim? <laughs> and they're like, we, we just, we don't know how to swim. That was nothing that we ever really learned. We didn't, we didn't grow up yet. Mind like, blown. It well, here, here's totally mind blowing. Here's the other thing. If you ask, totally like, mind blowing. In, in, in kind of the same spectrum there like you ask a lot of people that live in florida like close to the beach they don't go to the beach right because it's there all and that's the time. that's gotta like be like, that's like, gotta be what it is they're like they're like no we don't go to the beach because they're I, all pale yeah. as shit and i'm like you live in fucking florida and they're like well so just, it's so touristy they, they yeah. don't want to go so this one and the next one are my two favorite pictures ever so go ahead and grab oh, it that's a great that's a great photo but the next one's better am i sliding left i assume i, I don't like, know like so pushing the picture goes way. yeah yeah oh that's great right so they were like we taking were right, two dude, shits to the wind. There. Tyler, you look like you're living your best life. Both of you oh. look like you're so, living okay, your best so life. I was right drunk now. as you, shit you on that. You have the video yeah. of... But is this not the best fucking no, you, picture? You look like you're just like... Okay, so look at, like, the, I'm wearing a Rastafarian hat with the fake dreads yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it took you me a minute to realize it was yeah, you. I'm, so, did it really? Yeah, because they're yeah. fucking dreads. You're bold like me. Come on. You can't fucking not know that that's me. Okay. It took me a second. I said, it's not (laughs) like I look at it for three minutes. I'll I'll tell you. I just love that though. Like, it looks like he's telling me something. He's and he's got, he's got on a, uh, what's it? Uh, just uh, Guy, Fieri. Guy, Fieri. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Look at his blonde wig. Yeah. See it up there? It Guy was too bright. I didn't notice Yeah, I know. You just... don't notice it. Guy Fieri wig and then and then <laughs> he's telling me something and we're both laughing. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like, both like... We don't know what your... we said. I don't know what you said. I have no lives. idea. I don't even remember what you said, but like that is amazing. Like the first picture, you're saying something and isn't that your wife right there? Is that... No, that's her mom. That's her mom. Okay. Yeah. But like he's She's telling me too. something and then we're laughing. Oh, so, yeah. That's so not I'll her? tell you, with, with sandals, no. That's no. not? No. Okay. Uh, Your wife's going to age well. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's got... 
She takes care of her skin a lot, so hopefully. Even better. Hopefully than that money's going I, towards. First something. of all, I loved your wife's parents. Yeah, they're great. They were awesome. So we were <laughs> the reception was on the beach and it was like ten feet from the water. And instead of going to a bathroom, which was further away, you, the dad would just walk out into the ocean, piss, deep. and then come right back yes. out. Yeah, knee deep. Just so his pants away. were just fucking soaked. Right. Going. It was just so awesome. Well, I don't break. know if you've if you got amazing the trip. Every every guest on the show has to get the rundown of my uh, of my wedding for, sure. for years to come. Sure, for sure, years sure. to come. So that's a thing. We went to Sandals. We got married at Sandals. the The cool thing is, is Sandals didn't discount our wedding. I mean, first off, there was so much included in it, but Sandals didn't discount our wedding for whoever we had there. But what they did do is they would give us what they call bells and whistles. So the more rooms that we had booked in our wedding party, the more bells Bells and whistles whistles. we got. Okay. So we got $1,000 off of a private catamaran cruise. That's cool. So our um, travel agent got the, bought the other half. Um, it's the best I thing think, we did all week, and I so we we use it towards that. So we could, we had multiple different options, but we said let's do this. It was a two hour booze cruise, unlimited booze. There was a snacks on there, um, a DJ playing, and it was pretty mellow for a long time. But then the crew, who is like this hired party crew, gets this booze train going around the catamaran. I'm talking, it's a huge catamaran sailboat. And they're just pouring booze into people's mouths after we've been drinking for probably an hour and a half. And it just becomes a rave to the point where someone grabs a fire extinguisher. And we thought it was a smoke machine, but it was a fire extinguisher (laughs) that they're literally blowing fog onto the dance floor in this booze cruise. (laughs) And it's a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And then we go outside and it's just We're going to have cancer in like 10 years. It's a rave and we pass this other boat and there's like everyone that's just kind of on the other boat like. Another party boat that's just kind of like they chilling. were, yeah, they were and like they, not having the they, time we were having. They look over at us like, holy shit! Like the look on all their faces are just like, what the fuck is going on over there? Because it's literally just a rave on this fucking with fifty people on this catamaran. So that's that's one of the things we did. But um, just like swipe through these pictures. That's that's all from the catamaran from there forward. And, like, honestly, it was crazy. You could tell the boat that was passing us was like, what the fuck? We're not having that much fun. Keep going. It was a cloudy day. It wasn't even like... It wasn't, but it was amazing. Yeah. We had such a... That was probably my best time the entire week. You can tell everyone is like... There's so many hands Shit in the air. Face. We were hands so Hands in the air is like drunk. a good time. Like, everyone. So drunk. It was... It was so, that was the drunkest I was all week long. What a cool-looking yeah. boat. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. He twisted his ankle afterwards. Yeah, so, oh, so I, Jumping dropped, off of I dropped off... I jumped off that, and it's it, it was actually pretty far. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, there goes my ankle. He was drunk enough that he didn't realize how far it was. Yeah. It was honestly... Yeah. That was probably so, the most fun I had the whole trip, even though I had a good time the entire week. So, so Your I'll, face tells the story oh, in so every I'll photo. Tell, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. I had so um, much fun. So I'll tell you this, like when we were looking at weddings here in Columbus, no matter what it was, it was 20,000 to 30,000 for, for 150 to 200 people. So that was like standard like, just like, what the hell? So when we did this, it cost us for our stay and everything, maybe 10. 
And yes, everyone else had to, to foot the bill for their own stay there. But, but they like, got a vacation out of it. They got a all-inclusive vacation for it. And so me and Trina go back and forth on this. We always talk, Would we? was it a wait? <laughs> Wrong words, but I don't know how else to no, say it. Was it a wasted vacation? Because we didn't go by ourselves. We went with a group of people and it was for a yep. wedding. So like half of our activities were, were predetermined. Were they though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we they were. We had a we had a night of the game night with sure, your guys' sure. stuff. We had the catamaran thing. Yeah. We had uh, the wedding itself. But I, I will so that's say three of our you know nights were predetermined. Which I, I will say though that we let everyone know whatever we have. Like you don't have to. Show you up don't to. have to show up. Yeah. No, I don't they were care. they were great about that. If if I see you the day that we get married, and it's like, hey, thanks for coming. I do not give a shit. If we don't see you like, any other time this any week. Other no, time. he was really good about that. That yeah. was great. And there was couples and people that, like my aunt and uncle, that I was like, hey, hey, thanks for coming. Like, saw you for five minutes, and that was it. However, we talk about it. Sure. Trina and I, we talk about that trip in such a favorable way. We had so much fun. There's However, something to be said about good company. So I say none of it was that's, wasted. That's you, the other part of it is yeah. we talk about like when we go on a trip, you know, a lot of times we love to go on our own vacation just yeah. by ourselves and, you know, maybe the kids or just the dogs or whatever. We just did that when we went to Destin recently. But that was such a fun trip because we were surrounded by like Tony, AJ, um, Steph, like when, when do you ever Tyler get to, was there. to go to an all-inclusive with 50 people that are, are just Never. as fun? Never. As, yeah. Yeah, and then we met people that were friends of Tyler's that we'd never met before. So they were closer to, we're older. Yeah, like me and Trina are older, but than everyone else that went. But we but were they're, they're accepting and sure anyone that wants to have fun they'll no. And Trina and I don't act like we're in our forties. Yeah. We act like we're in our thirties probably. Yeah. Um, and we had a blast. Like we had so much fun. Mark Duffy went. Tony Tindall, sure. Steph, AJ. So I don't remember who, but those are who we hung out with most of the time. And we went and did stuff. We had a blast. There was, I, I will say that their group, um, I probably saw, well, I wouldn't say the least of, but of my close friends, I saw the least of, but I love that. I, I wanted everyone. So it wasn't cheap and you know, right? Like it's not cheap. Oh, Andy Scarcello I, was there too. Yeah. I want you to enjoy yourself. It's your vacation. And if that means you're off doing whatever the hell you want that time, I'm okay with it. So they, they did a lot of stuff together. They did the falls. They did, there yeah. was just a lot of so fun. dinners together that they did. If you get a chance to do the falls while yeah. you're there. Fun. What was the falls? Do you remember what they were? Um, it's it Ocho was, Rios. It's over there. Yeah, it yeah. was so yeah. fun. It was about falls. an hour, two hour, hour half, drive. Yeah. Do the falls. It's we have some kind of thing where we can go to other hotels too, and we, go to we like had their the same thing too. Do, do that. Do that. Yeah. Do that. But, okay. But if you get a chance to do a an excursion, if you will, go to the falls. You climb up them. It was so cool. fun. We had a but blast. If if you look at other um, resorts or resorts, and you can go there, and they look yes. like the dinners look good. Like you can bring changes of clothes. Like go spend the day there. Like mm -hmm. go go to the swimming pool, spend the day there. If they have the ability where you can somehow change and shower and then go to dinner or whatever, do it. Because that's the one cool thing that I really liked about Sandals is in Jamaica they have like five resorts. So 
we did our wedding five days in Montego Bay, and then in the grill, we spent another three three nights nice. three three or four nights in the grill, and that was super cool. But Sandals has two two big resorts well, in have, Montego Bay. They have three in, in Montego Bay. Bay. Two of them are big. One of them's more of like a motel or something, yeah. yeah. But, you, but you have access to all three if you want. Yeah. And you can just go to their restaurants. You can go interchange between the two. And that's what I was telling you. When we stayed at the one we stayed, ours was cheaper. Mm-hmm. The other one was more expensive, but was, we had access to super, it. To everything. Right. Yeah, it was superly updated uh, and updated and, and everything. And it was just a little bit more money, but... Um, it was also closer to the airport, but um, not that that really matters. So, but you're gonna have it was. I can't wait. Five, I'm excited. Min- we were five minutes going? from the airport. Um, November because uh, it's so cheap. Oh yeah, so God, cheap. Be a good and that's time at to go. the like yeah. one like that's at the end of the hurricane like season. Middle but November like, maybe. But mm-hmm. also, that's when you start to get to the really dry time down there. Where it's just fucking beautiful. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. We had rain for the last two days we were there. Yeah. Didn't bother me. Trina didn't like it, but mm-hmm. didn't bother me. I didn't care. We're on a beach. Yeah. Right. You know, I didn't give a shit. We were drinking. We had butler service, so we were able to do whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. Like, forget about life for yeah, a little while. I mean, and you did. We were there and we forgot about life for a minute. It was, it was, we, outstanding. we for sure have already said this. Like we are doing our our uh, five year anniversary wedding vows there. So, so Tony's fiftieth birthday is this January. Uh, We're talking about going to Mexico. Well, J- Jillian's preggers was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You guys can be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, well, but we're talking about going to Mexico to our, our to our club. Sure. And doing the uh, the Hard Rock Cafe for his his fiftieth oh, birthday. Yeah. So I'm pumped as shit about that. Yeah. Like you should. I don't know if we're going to, but we're talking about it. Yeah, but I will say for our when we do our wedding vows in five years, we're inviting anyone that wants to come back that wants to join us in Sandals because hopefully we're done with kids at that point too. Just like boom. I heard a plural in there. Boom. Yeah. So we'll hit we'll hit one and then we'll probably do another. Hopefully we're done with two. Hopefully it's boy girl done. <laughs> Good luck. All right, let's wrap this up like a fucking Friday yeah. night in a slut house. <laughs> well, I don't know what the hell you just I said. I think we already did that with our um, our picks, No, right? we, we wrapped it up with that, yeah. but we always, this show is not about just bourbon. You guys yeah, know that by now. True. We talk about everything. We're two hours in, though, yeah, so that's good. Impressive. Like yeah. Impressive. So, let, yeah, let's wrap this up. I'm, I'm Dude Pool. I'm Tyler Schaefer. joined with Tyler Schaefer and Brett Bryan. Two Brett first Bryan. names is weird, right? I know. But that's all right. This is, what, your third episode on here? I think so. I've all had right. a great time every episode. It's yeah. It gets more fun every time. It's more fun when we have people on. I can't wait for this coming week when we talk to uh, Taconic's uh, yeah. head distiller, and then we've got some cool stuff coming up. So yeah, we really do. We're going to keep really having do. you on, though. Appreciate that. No, it's cool. Thanks, guys, for joining in, and uh, enjoy. Thank you for joining in for another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review at any of the sites where you're listening to the podcast. Also, find us on Instagram and Facebook. 